shit going on, bro. We've been going crazy lately. So, ain't nothing, ain't nothing to it. And just like that, we right back. Uh, another episode of the show about nothing, the pod about nothing, if you will, you feel me? So, man, I'm happy to be here. It is Thursday night. If you guys, you guys will be watching this probably Friday, Saturday. So, we just got done with the NBA trade de- deadline today, and oh my god, <laughs> oh my god! So Can't y'all know what we're gonna do. But greatest Sunday of the year, yes, the sir. greatest Sunday of the year, yes, Super Bowl sir. Sunday. So let's jump straight into it. You feel me? Um, oh, by the way, I'm D Rock. This is Ish. <laughs> uh, you feel me? Yes, All sir. platforms: YouTube, Apple, Spotify. We in this thing. Show about nothing. All right. Follow us, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. All but right. as you can tell, we excited, bro. We yeah, this. y'all stick with talk. us. Let's, let's y'all stick with us today. Grab your little drink, uh-huh. you know. Get your little snack. Exactly. This gonna be a long one. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> y'all might have to take a break between this. No one cap. This we yeah. might have to take a break, yeah. <laughs> but we gonna get this done. All right. So, Super Bowl Sunday, man. Yeah. I am so excited. This is going to be a great one. Probably one of the – last year was a great one. But last year the issue was it was in L.A. And like Joe Burrow said, it was more of like a celebrity uh, a celebrity gathering. Yeah, like to a celebrity just watch. Event. Yeah, yeah. Ben, it actually was like a football game. I think right. this year it will be more of a football game. So I'm very excited to see that. Um, but we have not made our picks. <laughs> but before we get to that, I do want to ask, man – what are you expecting from this game? I, I'm expecting 93, Jordan. You said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I was making sure you were sticking to it. Yeah, I'm expecting 93, Jordan. All right. What, 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 we're, what we're walking into is an elite team top to bottom in Philadelphia. Yes. With every piece you need, including quarterback. Yes. Top to bottom elite at every level. Two amazing wide receivers, two amazing linemen, two good running backs. Mm-hmm. A quarterback and a half. Shout out uh, Mustache guy. <laughs> quarterback and a half. Um, <laughs> and then the defense. You got eight defensive linemen, mm-hmm. two Pro Bowl corners, amazing linebackers, safeties. They got it all. They got it all. And to beat a team like that, it's gonna take Jordan. You need it's gonna take it's gonna take fifteen. It's gonna take Jordan. It's gonna take a Jordan like. So I agree with Ish, man. I if you don't know, like I said, follow us on TikTok. I just released our top ten players, and the number one was the best player ever. Didn't even put his name. I just put the best player ever yeah. because that's what he is. Patrick Mahomes is the best football player ever, and I'm being so serious. It's just no other way to say it. No other way to say it. So it's going to take him and Travis Kelsey being the best football player ever and the best pass-catching tight end ever to – beat this team because as issue just told you guys this team is loaded from top to bottom and the issue is it's not like Kansas City is loaded their defense is not great their de- their corners are but their secondary is a bunch of rookies their front four is the best part about their defense but the Eagles have the best offensive line in football and some people are calling them one of the five best offensive lines ever yeah. so Yep. So who knows how much of a threat the that front four will really be. So it will take Patrick Mahomes having one of the greatest Super Bowl performances we've ever seen in order for them to win this game, unless the Eagles just fold in a way we've never seen before, which I'm not expecting them to do. Yeah. On the Eagles side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, you want that $40 million a year? That's that dog. You want that 175 guarantee? Might hit two. Might hit two. Might hit two. Might Here you too. go. They were talking about giving Daniel Jones 37 a year. Listen, if I'm Jalen Hurts' agent, and they've been calling me Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. Kobe for a couple weeks, and Herbert on 250, mm-hmm. 
Maybe I want two sixty. Maybe I want two sixty. Maybe I want two seventy five. Really, actually, I mean, we just want a bowl, bro. This is my third year. What you? Yeah. The, it's only gonna go up from here. Is how he's saying it. He he ain't gonna stop working. So listen, Jalen Rogers got one ring. Hey, hey, listen. Rogers hey, only got one. Hey, look, <laughs> young, one ring. Hey, look, listen, one ring. Look, you a made man in this league, especially early. All right, so. If you are the Eagles, mm-hmm. how are you attacking this defense? Are you how are you attacking this Kansas City defense? Um, ten minute drives. Okay. Every drive needs to be ten minutes. I agree. Pound the clock. Make their linebackers tackle. Make their linebackers step up. I agree. Make the front seven affect the game and not just their front four. One hundred percent. I would attack Chris, anytime Chris Jones lines up outside, and this is this is really important about Jalen's health. Mm-hmm. I would like them to attack him outside, read option, mm-hmm. force him to be in the interior of the defense where Lane, where Jason Kelsey, yes, the yes, guards, yes. we can double team, mm-hmm. triple team him, try to get a hold of him. I just, you have to play possession by possession football mm-hmm. and not get too ahead of yourself, whether you're winning or losing. 100%. You can't yeah. get too out of your body because the, the, it's so easy for if the Chiefs get the ball first, the Chiefs score, if you have a turnover early, the Chiefs score. To abandon the run game with the weapons that you have. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to try to win a shootout in the Super Bowl against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Not a good idea. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's you you got to – it's really it's really hard mm-hmm. with a team with this little experience everywhere. But, the, I mean, outside of Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey. But quarterback, wide receiver, running back, coach, everybody. <laughs> this is their first, like, you know. Yeah. This is their first go-around. You can't get too besides yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do anything stupid. Don't mm-hmm. you know? Third and five. Don't you know? No dumb holdings or yes, exactly. You know, don't do any. Please, if Patrick Mahomes is going out of bounds, let him. Like mm-hmm. yes. Don't do let anything him, please. stupid <laughs> that'll get you behind the eight ball. Because exactly. with the last thing the Eagles want to happen, especially from someone like myself mm-hmm. who wants a really good game, the last thing we want to see happen is something stupid happen early, like football always does, mm-hmm. like a muff punt, and the Eagles get spooked. Oh, yeah. And that inexperienced show. And it don't mm-hmm. got to be for a long time. No. It could be for seven game minutes. Mm-hmm. And that could be the difference between winning a Super Bowl and losing a Super Bowl. So. 100%. So, just to piggyback off of what you said, man, I think it is very important for this Eagles roster not to look – not even roster, the offense, not to look at the secondary and be like, all right, we're dropping back 40 times because they can't guard us. Right. Do I think they can guard A.J. Brown? Absolutely not. Do I think they can guard Devontae Smith? Absolutely not. No, sir. But, like we just said, <laughs> they have the best player ever, and he does not need to be on the football field. The beauty of football is when you have a best, uh, when you have a football player as great as Patrick Mahomes, he can't play both sides of the ball. Basketball, LeBron James, Kobe, Steph, always on the court. Mm-hmm. Football, you can keep him on the sideline for 10 game minutes. And like we said, that ankle hurt him. That ankle get cold. Yeah. He can't really move like he's supposed to. Mm-hmm. He, he he dropped back and he can't plant on his throw like he's supposed to. So the ball ain't got that zip. All that is going to play into your advantage. Listen, it's a 35 minute halftime. Oh my gosh, yes. We get ball at half. Exactly. Another 10, 15 minutes. Exactly. That, you know, a couple timeouts, you know, really extend exactly. the time that he is on the bench because yeah. you don't, like you like Isha's saying, bro, you don't want to get in the shootout because. As you have said, we've said this in the past couple shows. Y'all go get those. But the best player, the best quarterback they've played all season is Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Now, Trevor Lawrence is a dog. Shout out to the Prince. But he is no Patrick Mahomes. No. (laughs) And when you haven't seen a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen on his great weeks or 
Hey, bro. bro yeah. When you haven't seen one of those three, you ain't seen the Phantom yet. Hey, listen, <laughs> you just ain't little, seen the Phantom yet, man. It's, it's just a little different, <laughs> and and I hope they are taking this with the uh, with the seriousness it takes. Shout out Brand Ayuk yeah. for giving them something to really grab onto mm-hmm. so they can lock in. Yes, because the last thing I want to see is you know, listen, it's been a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe he feeling real good. He come out first quarter do some Mahomes shit. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to get you know. Like I said, we don't want to be deer in headlights at mm-hmm. any point in the Super Bowl. Exactly, and it happens to a lot of people. Yes, you know Tom Brady, best quarterback ever. I watched Tom Brady take a safety first play of the Super Bowl. <laughs> it happens. You know what happens. Tom. Shout out Tom for sure. Tom Brady <laughs> we'll retired. We'll get to you later. Yeah, we'll get to you in we'll just a second after these after picks. Mahomes. After the best, after the best player ever. Yeah. Sorry, Tom, <laughs> <laughs> but. We don't have to sit here too long because we have done two Super Bowl breakdowns. So, yo, like I said, go get episode. Uh, this is episode 18, so episode 17 and 16. We talked about the Super Bowl in detail on both of those episodes. But I trust you, Jalen Hurts. I trust you, Jalen Hurts. I really do. I think if anybody else was the quarterback of this team besides like a bro, besides one of those, if any other third-year quarterback in the NFL was the quarterback of one of these teams – of the Eagles, I don't know if I would even give them a chance. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this roster. That's how much faith I have in Patrick Mahomes. That roster doesn't scare me when it's Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But because of how you have carried yourself from the moment I've seen you at Alabama, I just really believe you got the intangibles that really make a difference. And I know, you know, as the draft comes around, we'll get into a little bit more of the Will Levis, Levi or whatever his name is from Kentucky, <laughs> are the Zach Wilsons of the world and things yeah. like that. And they they get in these they get in the off season from the end of February to the beginning of to the end of April, right before the draft, and they start talking about these intangibles that these quarterbacks have, and they're usually a certain color and. It's always leadership, and you're so smart, yeah. and you're this and that. Struggles to read coverages. <laughs> Not a no one <laughs> as great as great as a man you are. Forget football player. As a great as of a man you are. As a great of a leader you are. And Nick Saban was your coach, and Nick Saban vouches for you every time you hear Nick Saban talk about Jalen Hurt. He raves about him. Yep. You never heard about that during the draft process. Nope. You didn't hear about this the past two years. It's just as they started winning, it was like, oh, Jalen Hurts is this great guy. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is this He's calm guy. Coach his son. Coach his son. <laughs> oh, oh, now now that's important. So <laughs> I say all that to you say. He's a running back. <laughs> Now he's a coach's son. Really <laughs> <laughs> Man, he used to be a running back. Now he's a coach's son that can read defense and carry himself. Can't, Man. can't throw 10 yards. Went and got two good receivers. All of a sudden, hey. One of the best deep ball throwers in the league now. He just, he's figured it out, I guess. <laughs> so I, I'm i happy. I love that the Super Bowl is a great, is a week apart because it gave you t- time for your shoulder to heal and for Patrick's ankle to heal. So we will get you guys as close to 100% as you can be in week 20 of the season. So I'm very excited for this game. And I will say – Lastly, to the penalties, the refs do a phenomenal job in the NFL of staying out of the Super Bowl. Yeah. So as long as you don't do anything that is overtly obvious, right. they're yeah. not really going to call it. Yep. So like Isha Sandberg, you guys are young. A lot of you are inexperienced, haven't been in this moment. Don't let the moment get too big. The Eagles will not let them. If they don't let the moment get too big yeah. and Jalen Hurts keeps that locker room even, they got a path to victory. For sure. But – before we get into our picks, on the Eagles side of the, I don't know, Chiefs side of the ball, is how are you attacking this Eagles defense? Because it's it's the defense, <laughs> it's it's for real. If it's oh, not yeah. if it's not San Francisco, yeah, 
It's close. So, so certain games are match. So matchups in the NFL are super important. Yes, because unlike the NBA where you can just throw out a scheme, mm-hmm. like just completely trash it, let's do something else. Yeah, it's a lot harder to do that in NFL. So schemes hang around teams for a super long time. Yes. So this game is gonna be Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco, uh, Kadarius Tony. If he's healthy, Miko. This is gonna be an old school Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Quick screen, option, get the ball out of hands, move, move, move. Taking advantage of how actually good the Eagles defense is. Mm -hmm. How aggressive they are, how quickly they get to the ball. Taking advantage of that. And I think that's what uh, Ayuk was alluding to when he was talking about exposing them in different ways. Where you're going to take advantage of how good they really are. Of how fast Hassan Reddick wants to get to the Mm -hmm. ball. How Mm -hmm. fast, how eager they are to play Mm -hmm. in this ball. You're going to see a lot of misdirection. You're going to see a lot of moving people here. Of course, you always get a bunch of pre-stat motion. But I think it will be short pass, short pass. We're going to get everything up. And then Kadarius Toney, Miko, MVS. When it's time, Mm -hmm. they'll know. Yes. I agree. So I have a I've been wanting to ask you this question and we have been talking nonstop about the Eagles holding the ball, making sure Patrick Holmes isn't on the field. But Isaiah has been toting that rock, man. Wow, yeah. He has been toting that yeah. rock and McKinnon is great out the backfield, a quick jet sweep, a quick screen, right. um, a quick right. swing pass, yeah. all of those things. And he's great in pass coverage. In yes, pass, in uh, pass like protection. The, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So my question to you is the way they throw the ball and the way Patrick Mahomes is able to complete short passes like it is a run. Yeah. Do you drop back 50 times, 52 times, 55 times and just live with that? Or do you say, Patrick, we're going to let you throw the ball about 38 to 42 times, but we're going to run this ball 15, 20 times because we want the Eagles off the field as well. Because if we can get up 10 to 0, we're not confident in their right. ability to play from behind. So I think they're still going to run the ball mm-hmm. because first the Chiefs offensive line is much, much more improved than people I mean, everyone says, everyone talks about how good of a pass uh, protection team they are. Mm-hmm. But the biggest improvement I saw was their ability to run the ball when they really needed to. And you saw that when Mahomes went out and they did the 98 yard drive with Chad Henney, where they're really just mowing the clock, handoff, handoff screen, Travis Kelsey out route, mm-hmm. things like that. And you look up, it's 99 yards and a touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. So I would love to see them do that a lot earlier because what the last thing you want to do, especially against a defense this good, when they had weeks to prepare for you, second best all-time sack defense is what Tom Brady and Randy Moss had to do, or Tom Brady and Wes Walker the second time had to do is, all right, now they know we need to drop back and pass 50, 60 times. Yeah. And, you know, if you have to, it's not a bad option because of Mahomes. <laughs> but I would still rather, you know, especially with them having seen the ghost pull up yet. <laughs> I would rather them have to go fuck it, Patrick Mahomes mode. Right. Second half mm-hmm. as opposed to off jump. Yes. Because if you if you wait till the second half, we're not gonna have a half a forty five and a half time to adjust. For put the slideshow up yeah. and, oh, this yeah, is yeah, what yeah. they're doing. Exactly. If you know you're balanced, 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 and when the game gets close as they're known to do, you're gonna put the ball in your best player's mm-hmm. hand. And for a quarter and a half, if we're gonna have to drop back and pass, fuck it. You got to drop back and pass. Mm-hmm. And you saw that a lot with the Patriots Super Bowls where Tom Brady, the Eagles Super Bowl the second time, 500 yards. The, the Falcons Super Bowl was down a million points. Mm-hmm. He threw the ball to the whole second half. So exactly. I would rather early see if we can strike balance because that could be the difference late where 
third and five, third and four, they think, you know, da da da, it's a draw or something. Yes. Uh, things like that could come into play later where I would rather try to start balance. Okay. And, you know, in case of emergency, fuck mm-hmm. it, he's the GOAT. Like, exactly. I agree. I, I definitely think that is a superpower you save. Yeah. Is, all right, we're not going to. Come out and that be our game plan. Yeah, we finna drop back 50 times today. Because sometimes the Chiefs really go into the game and it's like, oh, they dropping back 50 times. That's what it is. Because they know you can't stop them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's their game plan because I do think part of what we were just saying about the Eagles defense is how eager they are to get to the ball. Part of exposing that is milking them. It's pause. It's <laughs> milking, them, milking the clock, short pass, five-yard run. Five-yard pass, five-yard out, let Travis catch it in open field, get a couple yards, get the ball uh, to Tony or Miko in that open field, get him a couple uh, yards after the catch. Yeah. All right, now we're going to go shot, shot, shot. All right, now we're going to go all passes, one drive, and yeah. then we can get him to bite on the double move. We can get him to bite on the fake screen go or anything like that. That is how you attack a super eagle, de- uh, eager, de- eagle, eager, 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 eager. <laughs> There you go. There you go. My bad. <laughs> so, we in for a treat, man. Yeah. If you are not by your TV by on six thirty on a Sunday, you got an issue. Yeah, no, it's it gonna be crazy. And, and like you, like unless you're at work. Yeah, I'm gonna be at work, but I'm gonna be in front of a bunch exactly. of TVs. But like you said, be on the lookout, man. Listen, okay. So last year we made a, I made a Super Bowl prediction mm-hmm. where I thought Odell was gonna score. Yes, he was gonna do the one. Yes, and he was right about that. I was. We got it on set. You know, we did it. Yes. Um, I see a Travis Kelsey double move going for 60. Okay. I see a Travis Kelsey okay. go, double move going for 60, but I mm-hmm. see it happening really late in the mm-hmm. game. Like, okay. Like, one of those, okay. oh, no. Like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah like, I, I really think for this Super Bowl to go Kansas City's mm-hmm. way, the way it needs to go, it's going to take a GOAT performance out of Travis. Yes, I agree. Uh, Mahomes and Andy Reid. And Chris Jones, honestly. And Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be it. I think Mahomes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid will be able to – eat up space underneath for mm-hmm. so long that Slay is going to put his foot in the ground to go get one, right. and Travis is going to turn around. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So my prediction is a 60-yard <laughs> run. Jesus Christ. By Jalen Hurts. That's nuts. <laughs> Read option with the lead blocker. Jesus. They sell on the run because I don't think they run them too much. I yeah. don't think they run them too much, but I think they catch them at the right time and Jalen Hurts take it 60. Jesus. And I, I I agree with you. I think and it's towards Jason, the end of the game. And Jason Kelsey, Kelsey pulling around. <laughs> yes. Jason Kelsey pulling around, knock one of them little rookie-ass corners <laughs> out the way, and Jalen Hurts to the crib for 60. <laughs> Jason Kelsey is joking. Listen, man. Shout I, out Jason Kelsey, man. What is the what is the middle linebacker's name for the Chiefs? I forget his name. He's a great player. Uh, Bolton. Bolton, yes, Nick you're Bolton, here. Listen, Nick. <laughs> Hope you've been eating your veggies this week. <laughs> Hope you've been eating your weeds, dude. <laughs> okay, so listen, Trey Greenlaw is a hell of a player. Hell of a player. Hell of a linebacker. He saw Jason Kelsey swing out there on that pull. One, no problem with no him. No parts. Listen, Nick Bolton, you going to have to. Listen. Can't make this a Super Bowl. You can't make a business decision. You cannot. You got uh you got you got thirty five weeks to prepare for next season. And somebody <laughs> gonna have to take on Jason Kelsey when he pulled, bro. And it might be two people got to take him on. Honestly, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. So, boy, the time is now. <laughs> Here we go. Super Bowl. What Super Bowl is this? Fifty six. Fifty six. I ain't even thought about what Super Bowl this was. They start. They they messed up the logos. Nobody mm, cared no more. Bro, the, they stopped doing the Roman numerals or something, didn't they? Yeah, that was just a LVI. Bro, what does that mean? <laughs> 
57. 57. All right, yeah. good, good shit. I'm yeah. glad I got a smart partner because yeah. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl 57. The picks are coming in now. Ish, who do you have? Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, Arizona, and Arizona. I got the Chiefs 31-24. All right, that sounds like a great game. Yeah. I have the Eagles. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. I know you're going to make me regret this, by the way. <laughs> but I have the Eagles. Yeah, let me preface this. I just can't think of this. I just can't. I have the Eagles 34-28 in a phenomenal game. Um, I'm leaning towards 42-38, but I know Super Bowls start off a little slow t- sometimes. So, I, I, it'll probably pick up around the end of the first quarter. 3-0 at the end of the exactly. first quarter. So, I think we're in for a great game. Lastly, who do you have for Super Bowl MVP? I'm going Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. I love that pick. I am going, since I picked the uh, Eagles, I'm going Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. But with a very small chance, to, I think I said this a few weeks ago, I, Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. I think if Darius Slay can have a big game, get a pick, yeah. fumble recovery, something around those lines, sure. 12 tackles, four or five pass breakups, yeah. and a big one like on Kelsey at the end of the game or oh, something, yeah. if he can get it, if yeah. Jalen Hurts doesn't put up some crazy numbers. That's a fact. So. To some sad news, especially for Ish. Yeah, this one. So this one wasn't too sad. All right. All right so, to some, as I say, some very, very sad news. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brady, after 23 seasons, is done playing football. He has officially retired. And I, a message I loved how he said, yo, you get one long retirement message. I'm not doing that again. Y'all know how I feel. Yeah. Um, and just kind of started getting emotional towards it and had to wrap it up. Um, has been doing, has a great podcast with Bill Belichick um, and a couple others. Robert Kowski stopped in. Patrick Mahomes stopped in just to give him his flowers, which, of course, he deserves. He said he is going to take a break from everything and not come to Fox until the season, the 2025 season, basically, which mm-hmm. I think is a great idea. So, Ish, um, I am going on a rant later about um, the Grammys and Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> so, just so y'all stick around for that. Um, so, here's your rant time okay. for Tom Brady. So, I want to start this by saying the, what Nick Wright said about Brady, uh, like the end of his career, really, really changed the way how I felt about him retiring. He said, like, as the greatest ever to do something. He felt an obligation to do it as long as he could. And I see that in Brady, and we see that with LeBron. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about LeBron a little later. But, man, like, he, he was in the NFL 23 years. He was in the NFL. He, he spent more time in the NFL than he did not in the NFL. That's crazy, man. From, kid, from birth to high school, both to college, he spent more time being an NFL quarterback than living his life. And he really gave everything he had to football. Yes. Every ounce of him he gave to football. And as a Patriot fan who became, you know, who I saw all the different phases of Tom Brady mm-hmm. where for a while, like, we would never win again. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, shit, is this nigga the GOAT? It was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this nigga's definitely the GOAT. Yeah. It's, it's been – I could never – we could never say thank you enough. For sure. I agree. For the for – the, the changes he he was and this is not something that we're gonna see again Mm -hmm. and it's and it's very important that we saw drew Brees, matt ryan rogers Mm -hmm. yes yes, at people who were at one point his contemporaries Mm -hmm. 
fall off even before he did. So it doesn't change how we see quarterbacks in the future because you're not going to see a 43, 44-year-old quarterback change teams, lead the NFL in passing, and win the Super Bowl his first year. No. It's just it's just not. And he should have won that MVP when Rodgers won it. He should have won that. And he, he for sure should have won that MVP. But you know what I was thinking about? And I wish in sports media we lended more credence to this. Tom Brady was voted number one by his peers like seven or eight times on the top 100 list. And the minute he retired, follow us on Twitter. Uh, it took me like 15 minutes to find, like post a video. But I posted the Ray Lewis video. Mm-hmm. And that, and I remember when I was watching as a kid, that was really one of the first times I realized how lucky we were to be watching what we were because we'll never see anything like it. Like, Brock Purdy was like, oh, my God, he may be, like, the greatest Mm -hmm. underdog story ever, but he's not. Tom Brady was so good. He was the best underdog story ever, and he was so good, we had to stop calling him an underdog. (laughs) Six-round draft pick, 199 or 98, and then... Even when he starts winning, it's doubts. Because he's not winning the, the you know, Peyton's got the MVPs. Mm-hmm. Peyton's got the All-Pros. Mm-hmm. Peyton has all these records. He has Marvin Harrison. And we never really got the other side of it. And for a long time, it looked like, okay, he'll beat Joe Montana, mm-hmm. you know. And then about 2012, 2013 hit, and then he was like, okay, I'm going to have another Hall of Fame career. <laughs> and this time, I'm going to break a bunch of NFL records. And even even as he retired, with uh, what we consider one of his worst seasons, especially the team record, his numbers are still better than the early parts of his years. It's it's just, man, salute Tom Brady, man, for real. Salute Tom. Help me fall in love with this game for sure. For sure. So, I I'm going to go on a similar rant to Braun, so I'll keep this short. Um, with Ron later, so I'll keep this short. I uh. I have a lot of respect for athletes, but I have a a whole different respect for the GOATs. And I don't have to name them. You know who they are. We mention them all the time. But I have such a good, uh, deep respect for them because of how much they have to sacrifice of their life to entertain us. Mm -hmm. And Tom Brady said something that I've never, ever in my life thought about. Um, He said, I don't want to give my kids this disease I have. And it almost brought me, like, it got chills over my body because it's like, this isn't something I I wanted to do. I literally have to do this. Yeah. My mind, my body, my soul is like, I have to do this because this is who I am. Yeah. And it's so... It's so strong, and he feels so strongly about it, and he's so strict. Like you said, he didn't have, he never drank a beer during the season. He ate like a, a this, like a. This nigga was eating avocado ice cream. Bro, he was eating avocado ice cream. He barely ate. He was getting massages every day, yeah. working on muscles you don't work, throwing hundreds and hundreds of passes, crazy. Getting, called crazy. getting called a maniac, getting called crazy, losing know, his bro. wife, like. All of these things to be great at something. And he called it a disease because, like, he can't help it. It's not something, like, he can control. It's not something that he is like, ugh, I got to do this. It's like, nah, like, this is what I do. Yeah, football. And football it's, who I, Tom. it's who I am. It's not yeah. 
this chose, like you said, it's not, this chose me. I did not choose this. This chose me. This was meant for me, bro. And it's just a different type of dedication, a different type of excellence, a different type of motivation that these athletes, that these great athletes display. And, dog, he won more Super Bowls than any other franchise ever. Than any other team. Like, that is so... That's so stupid, bro. It is stupid to say out loud. I'm young enough to remember when Pittsburgh was title town. Like, Pittsburgh was title town. San Francisco was like, y'all can't fuck with us. Yeah. Brady won more championships than all of them combined, bro. I'm not combined. I'm sorry. Not all of them. Than all of them. Like, it was... Like you say, it was part of the reason I fell in love with football. And he's part of the reason I learned football. Yeah. Was watching him was because... I was like, yo, what do they mean he knows everything before the snap? Like, what does that mean? So I had to go do my research and really understand, like, how he works pre-snap and what what he's looking at and how you can notice a coverage by this. And it's just so much we don't see of athletes. We just see the product. We just see the finished product. And we don't see that Tom Brady was in the building at 6 in the morning and he left the building at 11 o'clock. Every single night, because he went to he went and got early work in, early film study, and went to practice, did the normal film study, and then stayed after to get some more work with his receivers, and then watch more film. Yeah, you don't understand that. You just see him on the field, and it's like, oh, why can't he throw an incompletion? Why can't he lose? Why does he? Why is he in the AFC Championship every year? And it's because of the work in between when the lights cut off. Yeah, when the lights are off, yeah, that's the difference. And so, like it said, bro, I just want to say thank you to Tom Brady for the sacrifice, for the the entertainment, for all of that. Because like this game isn't what it is without you. You will be missed. We'll be glad to have you in the booth with Fox in two years because you will be an amazing broadcaster. Nobody's nobody knows a game like you. So I just kids are gonna fucking hate me. (laughs) So I just. Ten years from now, we're gonna be watching a Fox game. Kids talking about whatever, whoever the MVP now, Patrick and Tom Brady, <laughs> and Tom Brady gonna be calling the game. We're like yeah, that, that game ain't shit. <laughs> they get in the booth though. They get in the booth. He can probably still go down there and swing that. Shit. <laughs> no cap, man. You made us believe that you could really play the fifty, bro. Like football, bro. He's forty five. You made us believe you were gonna play the fifty years old, bro. Fam, he he's forty five. And him retiring was, was a, a shock. Surprise. It was a shock to the sports. I read world. the news and I was like, what? I screamed. I was like, Taylor, Tom Brady retired. Dog. <laughs> and and what the legacy that Tom Brady leaves by leaves behind him is kind of the same thing that that made me fall in love with the Kobe legacy and what he did was being able to put your whole life into being great at something. In doing whatever it takes, like, in the same way that we talk about Mahomes is the best ever because he's an answer. He's yeah. a solution mm-hmm. to, oh, we don't got no receivers. We don't got this and that. And Tom Brady, without athleticism, without those same gifts, mm-hmm. found a way to be the best solution ever. Exactly. We don't have any Pro Bowl wide receivers, or we got this undrafted quarterback from some small school, 5'11", some Julian Edelman guy. All right, let's make him second all-time ever in postseason receptions. Number one defense, Jalen Ramsey, Josh Allen, uh, all what was it? Oh, A.J. Bouye, all that. Tw- six, seven stitches in hand. Okay. Chris Hogan go for 200. Like, it, it's, it's, 
it's unthinkable the things that we really saw. Yes. 28 to 3. We ain't even mentioned. And impossible. Literally impossible. I like impossible. Bro, I remember watching every every snap of that game. Ish watches that game still. I, still, I, watch, that game like couple, I watch that game like a movie. <laughs> I watch that game every couple weeks. Because it's just, it, that game in particular, and, I, and I'm excited as we move forward, mm-hmm. when we look back at that game, we really forget the level of play that was on display in that game from yeah. a lot of different people, including coaching staff, Brian Flores, uh, Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels versus Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn, and I forget who the uh, who the defensive, defensive coach for yeah. the uh, Falcons was, but it was amazing start to finish, and it's impossible. It's impo- It's not. It doesn't even make sense in hindsight how it happened. No, with no Gronk. No, <laughs> with no Gronk to come back from man. So, lastly, I'll say this. <laughs> Similar to how it's very funny that <coughs> the reason people like Mike ain't the GOAT is because everybody he played against sucked for some reason. Nah, for so for 12 years, everybody sucked niggas in the NBA. Like, niggas be like, yo, for 12 years, nobody could. <laughs> nobody could. No, nobody no, could. Nobody no hoopers in the whole world. Everybody on the Bulls was good, but everybody else in the NBA sucked. That's what they say about Mike. <laughs> Brady, it was... They just be cheating. <laughs> they just be cheating. They just be cheating. It was cracked down to they just be cheating. So, greatness is when you literally cannot explain it. It's literally unexplainable. So, again, thank you, Tom Brady, um, for your sacrifice, your dedication. Let me ask, you are amazing. What's your favorite What's your favorite Brady moment? I'm, I'm sad I didn't ask you that first. Um, my favorite Brady moment is probably, no, not probably. It's the undefeated season. Because I was that was one of the first seasons I was really watching football yeah. as a kid. And, you know, as a kid, you think you know what's going on. You know what's going on. Damn, but I knew something different was happening. I knew something different was yeah. happening because every week it was just like, damn, Randy Moss open again? Yeah. Damn, Brady got another 300. Damn, four touchdowns, five touchdowns, six touchdowns. Oh, that's all-time record. Oh, that makes sense because yeah. he took <laughs> so, it, seeing that season, seeing that season was my that whole season was my favorite Brady moment because that was the that was the year that made me a fan because like everybody hates the Patriots unless yeah. you're a part of Patriots Nation you you hate the Patriots but I never was that person because it's real hard for me to hate greatness mm-hmm. it's real hard for me to hate somebody that's dedicated to life to something and just be like I don't like you because you're so good that's weird to me yeah. so it was one of the first se- it was the first season I was like oh I'm a fan of this dude yeah. this is special. This is I remember, man. I listen. Uh, I remember the undefeated season. So that was my first. We were like, like early to my Patriots fan. And we were really good, man. And listen, Wes Walker to this day, boy. Ooh, <laughs> listen, you better, ooh, you better not let me see you somewhere. But I can't believe you dropped that pass. Like, we, like man, we're one. We were one catch away. One catch away. One catch away. One but catch away. I think my favorite Brady, uh, I, of course, outside of to the twenty to three Super Bowl, uh, which is one of my. Personal five best life moments. Um, <laughs> He's not lying. He's talked about. I, I'm not lying. <laughs> but uh, the Broncos come back. Okay. The tw- I think it was down 24 and a half. Mm-hmm. Bunch of fumbles. Von Miller was everywhere. everywhere. And I remember this was during the time where we, re- I, you know, we didn't know was this kind of it going to be it for mm-hmm. Brady? Like you know, like you got the rings. It's been a while. Mm-hmm. And in that game. It was like a a predictor for how the next decade was going to go in New England. Mm-hmm. That 
Edelman, two touchdowns. Gronk was everywhere. The defense made plays. And Tom Brady let a comeback that, at the time, was impossible. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching the game. It was getting a What year was this? Us. I think 2014. 2014, okay. Eight, no, no, I think it was 13. I think 13? it was 13. Okay. Because we didn't go to Super Bowl that year. Okay. It was 13. Yeah, it was a year Peyton got the shit mm-hmm. kicked out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that was ugly. And I remember <laughs> watching that game, and we won the game, and I was like, man, this nigga might be something different. Because <laughs> I think that was like, Super Bowl. Was, yeah, it was the like MVP year. Yeah. I was like, man, this nigga might be I know what you're really talking about now. Yeah, I remember that game right now. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, we beat the Legion of Boom. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Again, thank you, Brady. Thank, thank you. you. It will It will yeah. never, ever, ever, ever I, be another, bro. We're going to end it like this. I, gotta, I still, to this day, got a Tom Brady fat head up on my wall. Also, factual information. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to you, Tom. So... From one league to another. The NBA trade deadline. Braun, I promise we get into you. Um, but we got to get to these trades, man. This yeah. is this was insane, bro. The, the NBA going to sell a storyline, man. And the trade deadline be hype every year. But this was ridiculous. So, this shit got crazy. <laughs> uh, this shit got super crazy. So, we'll start off with the first thing, which we... Um, Unfortunately, we lost the show. I'm so sorry. This should be episode 19, but the show we recorded Sunday, which was live, so if you got to listen to the live, shout out to you. Um, But we talked about Kyrie and where he should go for 35 minutes for him to go to the Mavericks the moment we left the show. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a good fit. I got in my car. Kyrie's there. (laughs) Bro, like, so we were saying... I was the whole time. I was like, I don't think he's going to LA, but I think LA would be the pretty much guarantee LA going to the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, I said the Dallas fit scared me, but I wanted to see it mm-hmm. because what you mean, like Kyrie and Luca just gonna cook back and forth for forty eight minutes? Of course, I want to watch that. Man? Hey. What you mean? <laughs> so we'll just go ahead and start there. Played last night, won last night, looked great. Twenty, I think he scored twenty four last night. Yep. So twenty four five and five. Like yes, that. on very efficient shooting. So what you think? How you feel? Um, don't get too many predictions because we got to get through the rest of the West first. But yeah. how do you feel about this initially for the Mavericks and Luka? I am much more sold now than I was when we were talking about it on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because the more I think about it, the the less it felt like. So so what is what the Mavericks Luka needed to avoid was turning him into hard. Mm-hmm. Where we're gonna, you know, we're gonna play the numbers game. We're gonna shoot forty threes. We're gonna spread pick and roll sixty times, and we're gonna hope, you know, we get hot enough to win. But last year, the Mavericks figured something out. Like, say, yo, man, this nigga not in the best of shape. A <laughs> so, hundred games of this, not gonna work. Not gonna work. <laughs> so Jason Kidd said, "Fuck it, we gonna put him in the post." And he became one of the best post scorers in the NBA. So now I think, like, if they would have made this trade last year, mm-hmm. mid-pick and roll every play, I'd be much more skeptical. Of course. But with Luka loving to play out of the post how much he has, being able to play at a slower pace, mm-hmm. Josh Green, the, the people around him mm-hmm. are suddenly good players. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited to see them play together because I think they're going to be really good. Okay. So, I agree with you. I think Luka not being a major pick-and-roll, like a every possession pick-and-roll player is very important. We talked about that a few weeks ago about how moving him to the mid-post is genius and all they need is somebody they lost in Jalen Brunson last year and then they upgraded Jalen Brunson to Kyrie Irving. Exactly. But, last year, they didn't have defense. Didn't have defense. This year, 
They don't have defense. And they got rid of their best perimeter defender. So that is what scares me about this. Do I think they can beat a couple teams in the West? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Which is why I want to see that Phoenix series. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But I am scared for them as far as defensively. But the thing is, the game slows down so much in the playoffs that it's going to be so hard to stop them offensively Mm -hmm. for four games because they have two of probably the, what, you say seven best scorers in the league? That'd be a generous. Mm -hmm. And I'm being generous generous to the rest of the league. I could probably say five if I wanted to, but we'll. Kyrie lead in the fourth quarter in points. That's what I'm saying. For sure, say five. But it's it's what's. It, it, when we were thinking about this, I was really looking at it like, okay, you know, Katie and Kyrie on the Nets were amazing. Mm-hmm. But what they didn't have and what they kind of got from Harden was someone who was also going to create for the for the others, mm-hmm. for the yes. Jets. Now, in Dallas, Luka can do that, too. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, and Kyrie, of course, is a great passer. I mean, we saw it yesterday. He fit in their system like a glove because... I mean, we talked about it when Harden was doing it. I think Kyrie can do bigger over 40 minutes if he wanted to. I do too. And listen, he he fit right into that system mm-hmm. like a glove. Kawhi and PG hounding him the whole night, walked in there like it was nothing. Like, yeah. Hey, first day out. First day out. He'll be and, the on the road. And I think uh, I would be picking them to go to the finals, no question, if they would have got a big. If they would have got a big to really run protect to where Luka not being able to yeah. play defense wouldn't matter. Because you can't – it's real hard to win in the NBA with two liabilities on defense. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Kyrie is this just some awful defender. And I don't really feel that way about Luka. But they're not good defenders. Right. And you can't – they are – by the way the NBA is played, they are bad defenders. Kyrie is just small. Like, it's really nothing Kyrie can do about it. He's just small. Yeah. So, even if he does go see a Steph, Steph – he's going to cook Steph. Don't get me wrong. But Steph is just going to cook him right back because right. they just can't really do anything. Kawhi can shoot over. Kawhi can shoot over. over. Exactly. Yeah. Braun is Braun. Like, yeah. it's just not many – Um, it's not many really guys he can really just stop. And Luka just doesn't have the foot speed to keep up with these guys and him having to – constantly get brought up in that pick and roll is exhausting for him. But that is where Kyrie does come into play with taking the ball out of his hands, walking the ball up, letting Luka go to the mid post and running the offense through that. I think something else nobody, I haven't seen a lot of people mention, is Jason Kidd is an excellent coach. And Jason Kidd is Jason Kidd, if y'all don't know who the fuck Jason Kidd is. One of the best point guards ever. So if anybody can figure out how to make an offense work for two point guards with very, actually different games, they're both incredible scorers, but they score the ball very differently. If Anybody can figure out how to make this work. It's him and Steve Kerr. Don't know why I said Steve Kerr, but shout out Steve Kerr. <laughs> but, Steve Kerr can figure it out. Steve yeah. Kerr can definitely figure it out. That's safe assumption. Oh, my God. The super safe assumption. Yeah. Um, so, him and Steve Kerr can figure it out, but Steve Kerr is not the coach. So, Jason Kidd will definitely figure this out. I 100% believe that. I am only worried about their defense. Yeah. If I see... And the regular season don't matter to me. That's the issue. Yeah. Because nobody plays defense in the regular season. And that's what scares me is that when you get to the playoffs and these teams really start locking up. Like, I, they can play defense? 
Yeah. It's like, are y'all going to be able to play defense once y'all start locking up? Are y'all going to run zones, a lot of matchup zones and things of that nature? Let uh, JaVel kind of just control the middle. So if you do get beat, hey, I would Christian say Roy this. as well. Hey, JaVel looked good last night, though. Yes. And JaVel looked really good. JaVel is night, the man. perfect piece over there because yeah. all he has to do is catch and block shots. Yeah. So I, and there's still time with the buyout market. Yes, so Dwayne Dedman is on the buyout market. But Dwayne Dedman is on the buyout market right now, and Serge Ibaka is on the buyout Surge, market right yeah. now. So I'm I'm praying the Warriors get Serge, yeah. but if they don't, I think the Mavericks will be a excellent place for Serge to go. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd is one of the best coaches in the league, mm-hmm. and last year's playoffs proved that versus the Suns, the adjustments that they made too high, Luca. Too oh my gosh, yes. Protect them from what the Suns were trying to do. So, I really want to. I man, I gotta. You know, I gotta see it. I, yes. I gotta see it. So, and if the West, so so the day the Kyrie trade got made, so pre Katie trade, mm-hmm. I thought they would be my favorite to come out the West. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we'll talk Golden State later, whether mm-hmm. or not they'll make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would be my favorite, barring Golden State not making. I think the Golden State are what the ninth seed now. For ninth seed, yeah, play yeah. in right now. So. Speaking of Suns, <laughs> no, we finna get into. So, the Suns made a trade for arguably the best player in the NBA. Yep. Um, <laughs> if you don't know his name, his name is Kevin Durant. <laughs> he <laughs> was traded for Mikael Bridges and uh, Cam Johnson. So, the roster consists of Chris Paul a starting lineup of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and either uh, Saric, TJ Warren, or Torrey Craig. What's that other big man they got? The, the white guy. I like him. That's Saric. Oh, you talking about uh, Jock, Jock Landle? Yeah, Landle. Landle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so um, they that is their team. Mm-hmm. The issue with the Suns for me is their bench. Right. But my question to you is, mm-hmm. do you think that matters? Yes and no. So I don't think it's gonna matter um, if Monty Williams is gonna keep Devin Booker and KD on the court at all times, which is one million percent possible. Mm-hmm. But if he's gonna think that he's gonna stroll out Chris Paul in that mid-second quarter with you know these four guys mm-hmm. against a playoff team because that's Chris Paul, shit is is gonna get sideways really mm-hmm. quickly for that team. Yes. And I think Chris Paul is still the weak link in that team. I still think DeAndre Ayton would be. But I think if they are going to keep Kevin Durant or Devin Booker on the court at all times, they're going to at least be a good team in those stretches Mm -hmm. because they'll have someone to turn to. I think their biggest problem is going to be on defense, though. Well, yes. That's where I I was going. So, I love the trade, first off. Love the trade. We will get into the Nets and your ownership and how you should sell that team in a couple minutes. Hey, listen, you got what you wanted. <laughs> hey, man, you, you got, got what you wanted. wanted. All your superstars are gone. You got what you wanted. Hey, listen, mm. You win. <laughs> you win. You won. You threw your temper tantrum. Now you won and all your players are gone. So congratulations. <laughs> I can't wait to see the national TV schedule next year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, hey, let's see them ticket sales next year. Uh, let's see them ticket sales next year. Let's see who's, let's see who's selling the tickets. Hey, you know what's crazy? What? They don't have a first. You know, you know, it's crazy. Next year, they don't got their first either. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out to the Nets organization. Hey, shout out to the Rockets, man. All Kyrie's fault, though. Yeah. Um, so why, why would Kyrie make them trade all their picks to the Rockets? <laughs> <laughs> so the Phoenix Suns. I love the trade because I love anytime suit two superstars. And yes, I think Devin Booker is a superstar. 
anytime two superstars get paired up, that is a good thing happening. Yeah. Ish brought up a fantastic point. As long as he staggers KD and books minutes, mm-hmm. them their bench being weak won't be the biggest of deals. Because I think what he's going to do is stagger Booker in eight minutes and CPs and KD. KD's minutes. Right, yeah. I think that's your best bet. Mm-hmm. Although Chris, Chris Paul and Aiton have great chemistry, Chris Paul running that pick and roll with KD a little bit different. That's and Chris idea. Paul is a wizard in the yeah. pick and roll. Regardless of how you feel about him at this age, he's a wizard in the pick yeah. and roll. So I do think this can work. Mm-hmm. But defensively, it scares me yep. because you're asking a lot of Devin Booker and CP without Mikael Bridges. Listen, listen, Mikael Bridges is as good as advertised. Bro, they like, don't make the finals without Mikael Bridges. No. So, and DeAndre Ayton ain't the rim protector you calling on. Now, KD is. KD has become a, that's one of the biggest advancements of his game in these past five to six years is his ability to protect the rim. Mm-hmm. But you still need him to go get that 30. Yep. And he has been hurting his lower body a lot, and you so you don't want him jumping too much mm-hmm. with all them do, with all them freak athletes and bumping his knee, bumping his and leg. Listen, I love wrong. KD, but you know, get out the west. <laughs> if you hope you that river protector, somebody gonna punch on you. Even <laughs> if you doing your job, somebody gonna somebody Ja gonna just, come listen, through. It just might be Ja. <laughs> it just might be Ja that day. Ja gonna come through here, man. Bro. So listen, Ja. Wiggins, Braun, AD, like you. <laughs> it's a lot of them, man. Yeah. Kyrie. <laughs> but, oh, Kyrie too, bro. Damn. So, I... Damn, Kyrie. I do love the move. I really do love the move. As far as the favor, I'm not sure. I got to see it work. It's real hard for me to just... You know ESPN's favorite thing to do is, are they the favorite now? Yeah. It's real hard for me to say that right now just because I haven't seen them play one second of basketball together and KD has been hurt for the past three weeks. And he's probably be out for another two. So I do have to see this come together. But on paper, I do like this. Yeah. I. It would be different like if... There was a 2017 Warriors in the West right now, yeah. but there's not. I think the top six teams mm-hmm. are so evenly matched, yeah. and not this top six by record-wise, the top six of who I think are as far as the Clippers, Warriors, Mavericks, Lakers, um, Nuggets, and Memphis, and Phoenix, so seven teams. Yeah. Those seven teams, I think, are the real threats. I think everybody else is just fighting to be important and get some television time right. <laughs> in the first <laughs> round. So. <laughs> And the crazy thing is, one of those seven, two of those seven teams won't make it out the first round. That's a fact. <laughs> so, yeah. so I do think that this can work, but it's matchup based because yeah. you don't. I don't know if they want to see the Mavericks. Bro. Oh, the Mavericks defensively. I don't know if they want to see the Mavericks, bro. Like, do they want to see the Nuggets? Do they want to see the Nuggets, bro? Like, do, seriously, do they want to see the Nuggets where KD and DeAndre Ayton is going to have to guard Jokic? Do they want to see the Warriors, bro? Like, I'm. Do they want to see the it's, Warriors? Well, you got to. Well, you gonna put Chris Paul in a hundred pick and rolls? You're asking. Listen, you're asking a lot out of Chris Paul. You're asking a lot out of these. You're asking a lot out of Chris Paul, bro. Andy Book, man. You're asking Andy so Book. Andy Book is not a good defender. I don't want you to think he is. He's yeah. not. He's a a C plus defender. Right. He gonna try. He gonna try. I'm not yeah. saying D Book. It's one thing. Like yeah. like Trey Young don't give no type of effort on defense, right. and he a bad defender. So that's just a terrible combination. D Book gonna get an effort, yeah. but he. He's just not a great defender. And the whole and the whole left by Mikael Bridges is so important because what Mikael Bridges brought to your defense and offense, you did not replace. No. <laughs> 
On offense, Mikael Bridges is extremely efficient, and he's also one of the best cutters in the league. Mm-hmm. So having him next to Chris Paul amplified Chris Paul's value mm-hmm. because he was able to get so many greasy points. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Cam Johnson. They were both great cutters, both great defenders. And shooters. All and both great shooters. You removing Mikael Bridges from that, somebody still needs to go guard Steph Curry. Because if you're only if your if your goal is going to be to outscore all these teams, you got a great chance. Mm-hmm. But bro, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Listen, the niggas get paid too. It's a hard thing to ask for four games, bro. And I love D book. <laughs> boy, I love boy, I love some KD. Y'all outscoring Luka and Kyrie. Shit. Y'all just going to outscore them. Y'all just going to outright outscore them. Shit. <laughs> so I or even worse. Fuck around, play the Clippers the first round, and they got PG and Kawhi locking up on both of them, and they're still scoring. And I, I agree, Kevin Durant is better than both of them. I don't want you to think oh, they're not. Easy. Kevin Durant is definitely better than oh, both of them. That's, hey, that's Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's yeah. Kevin Durant. Let's We're not, not playing too, for the new people. Let's not get too crazy. Nah, like that's still Kevin Durant. That is Kevin Durant. But like I said last <laughs> night, that's still Chris Paul. <laughs> We've never seen a loser like Chris Paul before. What Chris Paul has done. In the avenue of des- destroying championship teams, he's unparalleled. <laughs> and I would be really worried if they didn't have Chris Paul. <laughs> but it's just something about him being meant to lose. Like, the universe can't move past that point unless he does. It's like the Loki thing. It's an absolute point. you got to lose. <laughs> and I don't know what he did. <laughs> but, you know, I serve a mighty God. <laughs> I'm a powerful guy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I can see it now, bro. So, I do I do love this pick again. I love this trade again. But, man, it's tough, bro. The t- and I'll say this. If the West, nothing about the West really changed. Like, the Lakers didn't really make too many moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clippers didn't make any moves. Cause them getting Eric Gordon was an excellent move. If that, nobody really made any moves, and this was just all that happened. And you and like it was, like, really coming down to you and the Mavericks. It would be like, I would feel way more comfortable. Right. But the war you're going to have to go through just to get to the Western Conference Finals to see Braun or to see Steph or to see Kyrie and Luka. Like, yeah, do you crazy. have – that's where the bench comes into play. Yeah, do yeah, you yeah. have those games where KD can only play 33 minutes, yeah. where Brook only has to play 35 minutes, or where KD don't got to – KD don't got to sh- score 34 and then go protect the rim all game yeah. and help DeAndre Hayden out? Like, are you going to have that? Are you going to be able to trust Chris Paul on defense at the end of games? Yeah. So, I don't know, bro. Like, I, I love it. Like, I'm not saying I don't love it, but – it's hard to predict for me to really give a finite prediction until I see this all on paper and see it all on paper. Yeah, we're, going, we're definitely going to need the bracket, but... Like, yeah, that bracket's going to be important. But the opportunity... You know, listen, listen. Shout out... Shout, I'm going to shout out Jocko and I'm going to shout out Michael Irvin, too. Because there is a path ahead of these players. Looks like a mountain. as Goliath. <laughs> but I want y'all to know, that mountain is not there to scare you. That mountain is an opportunity because someone is going to have the chance to say in one playoff run, I sent Braun, KD, and Giannis home. Or I sent Steph, Braun, KD, Luka, Kyrie, and Giannis home. Or fucking Embiid or whatever whatever team get out out that east. Man, listen, it's it's gonna be a lot of gonna be a lot of checks written this year. Man. Boy, it's gonna be a lot of checks Man. written this year. Man. Listen, you know you know who should really 
I want to shout out Ja. Because, boy, you better be resting up, man. And we, listen, on this show, we didn't talk about it. Mm-mm. No, we never said nothing about it. We, I actually commended you because I think you should have that much confidence. You shouldn't be worried about nobody in the West. <laughs> But you should be now, my nigga. <laughs> you should be now. Niggas better be real locked in because you know y'all in that early stage, and ain't nobody been paid yet. Mm-mm. So we can have we can have the Brandon Clark, mm-hmm. JJJ. We can have Desmond Bay. We can have that loser nigga. We can have all. We can pay all of them. Dylan Brooks is who he's talking about. Yeah, shout the out loser Brooks. nigga, loser ass nigga. But um, <laughs> in a couple years, you want two fifty, right? We need a reason why. You don't want to. You don't want to be grippling it. All right, we give you this two fifty, but somebody gotta go. Because if you're on the doorstep, if you're in the Western Conference Finals, like the Mavs was last year, your owner might take that swing. Say, mm-hmm. "Fuck it, we'll go. We'll go get this player, or I'll eat this tax bill." Mm-hmm. Like the Warriors are about to for mm-hmm. one hundred sixty million. But if you just been first round a couple mm-hmm. times. Y'all a small market. And you got your contract. John's got his contract. Yeah. But nobody else has. You know, maybe I don't want to give JJJ $150 million. And then what happens after that? Yeah. And now you stuck there by yourself because you signed them four years. So you there four years. Mm-hmm. You there four years regardless. Yeah. Now, is Memphis an attractive place to come play? Because y'all a bunch of young niggas. Them vets that really going to make an impact on your team don't want to come deal with them. Nope. They don't. They spent, listen, to shit off the court. That matter. That matter. That that immature shit you got going on. And I'm not going to speak on that shit they said after the Pacers game because I don't know. You said it was cap. They said it's not. Yeah. I'm not going to speak on it. Nah, Jock crazy as fuck. I They said we couldn't corroborate the port. He said that's cap. That's not how that works. Those, are not, those two are not the same thing, my nigga. And this ain't one true. They said we couldn't corroborate. <laughs> so, for one team in LA. We'll go Clippers first just because we're going to stay on Lakers a little longer. They got Bones Highland and Eric Gordon. How do you feel about that? Got rid of Luke Kennard, the best shooter, but replaced it with another shooter and a great backup point guard. Our starting point guard, depending on how you look at it. They got rid of Reggie Reggie Jackson, too, which I was sad about. Love Reggie Jackson. I don't like Bones Highland on this team. Why? But I think Bones is a great player. I do, too. Yeah. I just think I, I really liked him in Denver, and I feel like... Well, I think he should come off the bench if he's going to continue to play. 100%. Because I... You know, the Clippers are, you know, I was thinking this when the, when the Mavericks, man. The Clippers are real serious. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Kawhi, right? Uh-huh. The Clippers are really fucking serious. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Yo, chill. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And Bose Island isn't that type of guy. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> so, not even a fucking little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little worrisome, like how he'll fit into what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, Kawhi, two dribbles, left hand, left hand defense. <laughs> Um, but I really like Eric Gordon. I do too. To replace Luke Kennard. Easy 20 points a game. Easy guaranteed 20 <laughs> points a game. Um, uh, I like him replacing Luke Kennard because Luke Kennard just, he just can't be on the court versus certain people. Bro, he just cannot be. <laughs> and 10 years ago, man, Luke Kennard would have been like boy, godsend for Boy, him. you think Steve Novak was some shit. Luke Kennard and on the mixed teams would have been God, dog. <laughs> But he just, you know, he happened last night, you know. You're just playing transition defense, and then the entire Dallas Mavericks organization tell everybody to go to the baseline because you had to pick Kyrie up. Like, niggas on the bench, like, yo, clear up. <laughs> you know, you just can't have it, especially on a team with this many good defenders. Mm-hmm. It's like the Steph thing where, like, you know, even, you know, Steph wasn't a terrible defender. Yeah. But he's on the court with, you know, four elite defenders, mm-hmm. you're going to have to pick up a lot of slack. Yeah. But Luke Kennard gives the same situation, but he's just a bad defender. Yeah, exactly. So, 
I pretty much agree with everything you said, bro. Like, I think Eric Gordon will be a great piece for them because I think any team needs shooters in this NBA, especially if you're yeah. in the West with all the shooters. I do disagree with you on the Bones Highland pick because I think what you said about them is very true. They're super serious. Yeah. I think he brings that and changes that, and I think they need that. Okay, yeah. I think I part of the that, yeah. reasons the Clippers have had their troubles is because, like, the pressure is really on them. And yeah. I think he comes in and loosens the pressure off I of them for that. a little bit. I like and that. I think that's really important, even if it is for the 14, 14 to 24 minutes. Like, yeah. I think that little crossover, he going to get a little, uh, yeah, and then yeah. the behind-the-back yeah, pass. Bose is nice. Yeah, he Bose is. Got game. Or the little pass where you throw in and spin for no reason just yeah. to get the crowd involved, dancing back down the court. Yeah. I think that loosens their team up, that's and they right. really need that. Yeah. So that is why I do think he'll help him. Why I do think it'll – his game might take a step back is he is excellent in the pick and roll. He's not an ISO, I'm about to break you down, cook right. you, score guy. He is more so in the pick and roll. Now, he can break you down, but he is more. he's great out of the pick and roll, yeah. and they don't really have a big for him to run it like they did with Jokic. Right. So I do think that will that might hinder his game, and it will be an adjustment for him to have a, have to run a pick and roll with the PG or run a pick and roll with the Kawhi or Zubac. Yeah. But – I do think he brings a little much-needed energy to their team right, because yeah. I think that is what the Clippers are lacking. Yeah, you know, I agree. I definitely agree. Now, to the other team in L.A., man, they got they got some pieces. They got D'Angelo, the Lakers, of course. Yeah. They got D'Angelo Russell, got rid of Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook should be brought out by Utah in the next couple of days. Uh, free, he'll probably sign with the hey. Clippers or the Bulls or like, Miami. You, know, you, you like how they ain't announced the buyout? Mm-hmm. Because y'all going to fucking pay Russ. Y'all going to pay me. Y'all going to pay, pay that nigga. Pay me. Y'all all that shit y'all niggas put me through, yeah, I need all mine. All mine. <laughs> all, all mine. And before I continue with this, I do want to commend Russ on how he's handled himself the past two years. Because you have taken a lot of unnecessary slander. You are the only Lakers superstar that has been available since he's got there. You came off the bench as who you are. Like, we, y'all niggas can make all the fun of, off, make fun of him all you want to. That is Russell fucking Westbrook, dog. He is, he is a superstar, average a triple-double for three straight years. One of the 10, 15 best point guards we've ever seen in this league. One of the most athletic players we've ever seen in this league. Like, that's a real nigga, bro. So, to, for him to handle himself in that way and him, to keep his head up. And yeah, y'all saw the clips of him not really being happy to jump around at the beginning of the game. But my nigga, he didn't like them niggas, bro. All y'all niggas did was talk shit about him and he had to go sit on the bench when he had never done that before. So and you know why I love that clip? You know why I love that? I, I was so happy to see that mm-hmm. clip. His niggas was shitting on Westbrook. That same game, all the niggas was jumping around. Westbrook was the best player. Yes. Westbrook was still the, the yes. one nigga out there trying to win that game. Trying his fucking hardest, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. He had like 28 points. You see the video. 27, Ky- 8 and 9, I think. Do you see the video of Kyrie, like, saying what's up to mm-hmm. him before the game? Greatness arrived early. Westbrook is greatness. Yes. Westbrook is greatness. All the shit I, I didn't say about Westbrook, all the shit anybody said about Westbrook. At the end of the day, Westbrook is a future first ballot, no doubt, Hall of Famer. Exactly. One of the best players we've ever seen. Yes. And at the end of the day, niggas scapegoat him for his shit but don't worry Westbrook time time reveal all time reveals all so I do hope you go to Miami and shake the east up a little bit because I do think that forcing Miami will help um I think the Clippers he helps the Clippers one of those two teams I think those are the two teams he'll probably look at going to I think he helps both of those teams tremendously um because they aren't like they don't need shooting they just need a a point guard um because Kyle Lowry is not it and um Bones Highland is not a starting point guard shout out Kyle Lowry still getting a bag so and John Wall going back to the Clippers I mean going back to the Rockets is hilarious I'm sorry 
sorry they did to that huge John Wall, but my God, that is so funny. So but he's probably going to get bought out, and I think he's going to go to Dallas or Phoenix. So the Lakers, D'Angelo Ruster, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Michael Beasley, mm-hmm. who else they got? Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. And then they got Rui um, a couple weeks ago. How do you feel? I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I, I like what they needed because no, uh, so I like what they I like what they did because they understand no matter what it don't matter what we do if AD not healthy it's not gonna matter. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna rip my roster up top to bottom, trade every other pick that we haven't traded for you niggas, mm-hmm. and then AD turn an ankle and we lose in the first round again. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they built a team. Where if LeBron James and AD are going to play and play well, they should be competitive. Because they have the pieces around them to be competitive now with Michael Beasley, uh, with D'Lo playing the point, defense, shooting, Vanderbilt's a good fit, Mobamba's length, size, shooting. They really needed that. I didn't like them trading Thomas Bryant, but I know that his minutes were going to go to Mobamba mm-hmm. anyway. But I really like that roster. It's very easy for a Lakers fan, you know, to be like, man, we didn't get KD, we didn't get Kyrie, but you weren't never going to get any of them. I hate to break it to you. I hate to be the one to let you know that, no, the Lakers were never getting Kevin Durant. They all were never getting Kyrie. Even if you thought you had the best deal for Kyrie, the nigga said he wasn't trading him there. So <laughs> it was it don't matter who y'all would have offered. It wasn't so, happening. And I don't know what's up with AD. I know you saw the clip. Yeah, I don't know what's up with bro. I don't know what's good with this nigga, but he I, maybe he knows. <laughs> maybe he fucking knows too. That dog, there's no more excuses. Yeah. And I know AD. Listen, we talked about football earlier. We talked mm-hmm. about Jalen Hurts. One ring, you a made man in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is not the NFL. No. <laughs> AD, you are not a made man no. in the NBA. No. Secondly, you play with LeBron. So you definitely not a made man no. in the NBA. <laughs> no. You ain't even got back to the finals yet. So dog. I agree with you. I love this. Have yet to win a playoff series in Los Angeles. I That's factual information. I... 100% agree with you on I like this a lot for the Lakers I think what the Lakers were missing They got right. I think they were missing shooting I think they were missing defensive defense And I think they were missing key role players Quality role players I think they got all of that How they mesh How they work together All depends on AD's health And that is why I'm still scared Because I don't know what's wrong with AD I don't know if the other night when Braun broke the record If he was hurt If somebody I, told him I, I didn't know if he was I thought he was I thought he was emotional because I know some niggas be like quiet emotion. Mm-hmm. Where AD, and, and I really believe this, some niggas for real just want to enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, AD want to sit on the bench and look around and everybody mm-hmm. loving Bron mm-hmm. and doing that shit. I understand that. But that nigga, bro, that didn't look like that. That nigga looked pissed. That didn't look like that because I'm the type of guy, like, I'll sit back and just take the moment yeah. and be like, man, this is fucking beautiful. Right. But, like, Nah, <laughs> that nigga looked disinterested. He looked disinterested. Like I don't want to fucking be here. And, and, and the, uh, did you catch the clip? We, did you, he, LeBron was like, "Y'all love you." Yeah, it was like, and I don't know if that was like, I don't know if him and Russ got an argument, if him and the coach got an argument. Yeah. I don't know what it was, bro. But something hasn't looked right for him for a while now. Since he got back from this injury, he hasn't looked great. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know if. This is something we're going to continue to see, or if this trade and this new 
this new roster will get a him a pep in his step and they'll be the team we think they can right. be if he is who he is supposed to be. Because I have no doubt Braun is going to show up as long as he's healthy. Now, his foot is a little messed up. Does worry about me at this old age yeah. about his foot being messed up, that foot, ankle, all of that being messed up, right. groin, all of those things. Anytime that happens with Braun, that scares me because that could, that could really hinder him. But the whole thing with the Lakers, since they've been put together, we have been saying nonstop health. It, it all depends on their health. I still, with the the roster they just had, I didn't mind their roster. I said if they get to the playoffs, it's going to be real hard to beat them if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. And I still feel the same exact way. I don't really know, like, a team right now that I'll be like, hell yeah, they're beating the Lakers, no doubt. Like, if they're healthy. I don't really have a team. Now, of course, as I watch more basketball, as we get to the closest to the playoffs, I might have a team that I feel that way about. But right now, today, yeah. I don't really feel that way about a team but if they're not healthy, that shit don't fucking matter. So literally, and day one when they got there, to our credit, the first thing we said is they are going as far as AD gonna take them. Yes, we've been saying that for four years, bro. They won a championship because AD was amazing, amazing. in the bubble. Amazing. Whether or not people want to say it existed or if it happened for real, like whatever. The moon landing, it happened. You know, <laughs> like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, and he was amazing in that month. But look, look, think about how crazy hindsight is. Coming off that bubble championship, it would have been it, it would have been corny to even suggest that Giannis and Jokic were better players than AD. Mm-hmm. It would be impossible. And Embiid. And Embiid. Now it's like not even a question. You couldn't even you couldn't even put an argument together right now Mm-mm. of the of him being better than those players. And it's it's man, it's sad. It's, it's sad. It's really sad. It's sad, man. So, but. To the Lakers roster, I do think they fit together well. I think they'll run a lineup of probably D'Angelo, Beasley, Braun, AD, and Mobamba. Mm-hmm. I would probably say is their lineup. And if they want to go small, then move AD to the five, bring Vanderbilt, let Braun play four, yeah. Vanderbilt play the three. Uh, Vanderbilt isn't the best shooter, but he's a great defender, very scrappy, very hard, a type of guy you want on your team, and a type of guy with two older superstars, and AD not that old, but he might as well be 40 years old, and Braun actually is old, with two older superstars, you want a guy doing the dirty work, which is what Patrick Beverly was trying to do, but Patrick Beverly's 6'2", so, (laughs) or so much you can do. AD body is like if LeBron, like, AD body got LeBron minutes on it. Exactly. (laughs) AD move how LeBron should move somewhere. Facts. So, I been wanting to ask you this, and answer this question myself. How do you think D'Angelo Russell feels with LeBron? I think he'll feel. I think he'll fit good. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what's up with D'Lo. D'Lo, uh, he's up for a contract. Timberwolves didn't want to give him thirty plus million. It was like fuck it. If he's gonna walk, we might as well get something for him. But I think D'Lo's getting long in the tooth. He's already wasn't the most athletic point guard. I think he'll be successful on this team. But it's important that man. <laughs> You know, they, they got to say, it's like, <laughs> your old boss such an asshole until you meet your new one. And uh, somebody will need to play kind of that Westbrook role of, you're not AD, you're not LeBron, you're going to have to take a step back, and it's going to be D'Lo. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'll come off the bench, but it'll be a lot of nights where D'Lo's three for five. Mm-hmm. Four for seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, four of those shots are spot up, spot up three. So yeah. he has to get used to that. He has to get used to not playing point guard because yeah. that is bronze role. And, hey, look, you're a great point guard, excellent passer, but you are no LeBron James when it's it comes crazy. to decision making. It's crazy. LeBron is still a better point guard than D'Lo. Yeah, it's no question. <laughs> and it's not even a question. Not even Nobody would even argue that. I don't even know if D'Lo argued that, to be honest. So He's still a better point guard. And it's uh, – shout out Pat Bev. 
Shout out Pat Vev, man. I'm, I'm, I'm real sad you got traded, but you're back in Minnesota, so I know you're a little happy. And they, and they need you in Minnesota. They do. So, this is what I would say about D'Lo. I tweeted right after they got traded is, D'Lo don't take basketball seriously enough to play with Braun. That's a fucking fact. That's such a good tweet. And I 100% believe that. I do believe that. But, if there's anybody to make him take basketball seriously enough to play with Braun, it is LeBron. It's Braun. So... Could D'Lo have had an attitude in Minnesota? Because look, bro, look. Look at D'Lo's career. He's been losing since he got in the league. Off the jump. He's tired of this shit, bro. It. Like, it's like, my nigga, I'm rich regardless. Yeah. I'm going to get paid next I'm year. I'm not D-Lo. I'm not a scrub. I'm, I'm, still, not, I'm still D'Lo. I'm still D'Lo. I'm, even if I got to go to Charlotte and get 25-30, I can go get it somewhere. Yeah. If I got to go to Chicago when they, because we don't know what's going on with Alonzo, yeah. I can go get it somewhere even if I got to be sorry again. So I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm not finna play no defense. I'm going to shoot where I want to. And we got Cat and Ant who... Who I know are better than me, but like I don't really care at this point. I want to do what I want. Yeah. So, could that be his attitude? Oh, also, the coach in Minnesota was terrible. So it's no telling what that coach, how he felt about that coach, how he felt about the roster, how he felt about all of that. That's so okay. maybe he gets back to LA and gets in that nice LA sun, gets in that nice LA weather. Okay. He see Braun, he feel that LA energy in that crowd, and he completely changed. And that's very well can happen. But what I've seen from Deal in the past two years, I don't know if I like it. I really don't. I, you know what? I think you sold me. And and, and we're, I'm gonna give D'Lo the benefit of the doubt that I gave Andrew Wiggins, because like we said, when Wiggins got traded, it's really easy not to give a fuck at Minnesota. <laughs> like just plain and simple, it's so easy to be like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah, like, plain and simple. But like D'Lo's like, all right, I'm in the Western Conference. I'm gonna go out here. All right, I'm gonna kill myself for 82 games. Mm-hmm. So we go home in the first round, mm-hmm. like you know. Coming back to L.A. where he was drafted, you know, I'm very excited for that. Exactly. You know, let some time go. And, you know, the newer Laker fans don't know why you were trading. Mm-hmm. You know, they just <laughs> remember, remember. But, like, these newer Laker fans, these broad Laker fans, they might not care. Might, you know? might not. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, don't, they don't give a fuck about this. I promise. Like, oh, God. But, you know, get a chance to redeem yourself. And, you know, I, I agree with the the – the up the silver line, like you said, mm-hmm. maybe he gets there. And he's like, man, I got a, re- I play with Braun. I got a I real got, opportunity to I win. Got, I got a real opportunity. And uh, because when he was in when he was in Brooklyn, he, he really he was cooking, going crazy. And it, I was happy to see him because they were playing winning basketball. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe he gets to LA. It's like you know, I got a real good opportunity. He, you know, he could wake up tomorrow. I was like, damn, I was just in Minnesota. That's what I, I would tell that nigga every day. Yo, you was just in, you Minnesota. Was just in Minnesota. And one more thing, bro. I just brought up the coach. Was D'Lo put in a position to succeed? Right. So, like, did he really fit next to Ant and, and Cat, Cat and, and Gobert? Gobert? Did he really fit next to that? Was that, w- was that really <laughs> where he was supposed to be? Let's cut D'Lo some slack. Let's cut D'Lo some slack. That nigga D'Lo was living in Minnesota, and then Rudy Gobert joined his team. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, even if then. <laughs> like, on top of living in Minnesota, Rudy Gobert decided to join your team. Like, I get it, D'Lo. So that's I fucking get it. <laughs> I don't know. That's another thing. Like all of this, I just have to see because basketball, basketball is so chemistry oriented, matchup based. So it's a lot of it's gonna come down to the seating, and a lot of it's gonna come down to what I see. But that's do it. I think this can work? Absolutely, bro. If the Lakers, if you would have told me these were the Lakers, the moves the Lakers made three weeks ago, I'd have been like, oh, everybody should be happy. Yeah, everybody should be happy. Exactly. Everybody that's a Lakers fan should yeah. be happy today with what the moves you're made. Y'all and were not getting KD, bro. N- that was never happening, y'all. Either, y'all were never happening. Sean Marks was Sean Marks was not sending them over there. Also, real quick, Mo Bamba, I love that pickup um, because if AD cannot play, say AD 
like seriously can't even play in the playoffs, period. Like he can't play. You guys still have a threat of a team against some of these teams in the West to win the playoff series or two yeah. to give time for AD to come back or something if he right. is able I to. I really like Mo Bamba, huge upside potential. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy he got out of Orlando mm-hmm. where he never really got a chance to I mean even where he was It was drafted, just a lot of rookies better than him, honestly. Even when he got drafted, he they had they had, they had Max Nukolo Vucevic mm-hmm. the offseason right yeah. after. Mm-hmm. So there was never a point where he really was able to grow. Grow for yeah. real. So, you know, <laughs> listen, LA lights bright. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> listen. Every, every to every good there's a bad. You didn't have time you didn't have room to grow in Orlando. You don't have time to grow now. You do not. And also to the shooter Michael Beasley. Um and to Vanderbilt, <laughs> Utah a lot different, dude. Utah a lot. Hey, different. them lights in Utah are a lot dimmer. <laughs> that pressure in Utah don't exist. Dog. <laughs> that pressure in Minnesota so, don't really that's exist. That's so hard to to, to predict. LA trades. team, yeah. Like to grade these trades for LeBron mid season because like the, the gold standard for me looking back is J.R. Smith and Miles Shumpert. Mm-hmm. That was the perfect in-season trade mm-hmm. because Miles Shumpert was defense and a little shooting mm-hmm. here and there, but he was athletic enough to cut and still be on the court. But J.R. Smith is, uh, was just so unconscious. Mm-hmm. Pressure was never going to face him. Nope. I guess, for better or worse, in moments, just don't <laughs> register in his mind. Like, he, you know, he's just out here hooping. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just do this shit. You know, we, we're going to see really... We, we may see really early or really late. You know, time tells all what Malik Beasley, what Jared Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. what these players really, you know, listen. Hey, hey, it's not. it has not been a playoff game in Los Angeles for a very long time. I'd hate for you to be the reason it's not another one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so. Hey, ask Westbrook. Hey, ask Danny Green. Hey, get downhill real Ask fast. Danny Green. Hey, ask Danny Green. Duh. They were sending threats to his family. They traded Danny Green, and he blew his knee out. It's been all downhill since. It's been all bad since he missed that shot. (laughs) (laughs) So, to one uh, big man that hasn't gotten a chance to grow, to another one. The second-round pick in the draft two years ago has been traded to the Detroit Pistons for Sadiq Bey, who went to the Hawks, and then the Warriors got five draft picks and then traded the five draft picks for and Kevin Knox, who they had for two seconds, to Portland to get a player they had last year and Gary Payton the second. So basically the Warriors drafted the second Pistons in the draft to get Gary Payton the second. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know what? Let me uh, let me. Just, I'm let me, gonna let Ish gloat for 30 seconds, and then I will oh, get let me into get right. the Warriors. Let me get right, man, because <laughs> this one this one might be my magnum opus for real. Let me make sure. Let me make sure I'm right because this one right here, this might be my this might be my crowning achievement, boy. Because the minute they drafted James Wise, like that shit was stupid. I knew from the jump. The minute they drafted this nigga, oh, that's stupid. That's so dumb. And I was driving here today, and I was like, man. How ironic is it that both Mellows were drafted one place away from changing the NBA? One, because think about this. They draft LaMelo. Now you do not have to pay Poole. Because you can just have LaMelo do what Poole is already doing. But then we don't even need to go get another super big wing like Otto Porter or something like that. Because look at that. God made this nigga 6'9". Perfect replacement clays, you know, couple last years, Steph a couple last years. The two timeline things kind of works out because fuck it, this Lamelo he's all star. They might be listen, Lamelo and Kaminga in open court together, man. But outside of the Lamelo thing, I'm more relieved for James Wiseman 
Because, and we talked about this with uh, Westbrook. You know, James Wiseman didn't pick himself second. He didn't pick himself there. James Wiseman was the best basketball player on every team he played for mm-hmm. for his entire life. Yeah. And then he joined a team where he was the eighth option. Mm-hmm. And it is a hard adjustment. And the Warriors don't run a cookie-cutter system where anybody can just pick up and play. So he was asked to do things that he's never, you know, he he did not know how to do. Mm-hmm. To add into that, that he went to college for 30 minutes because of his eligibility mm-hmm. and COVID, missed years. He was he was facing a lot. And then on top of that, he tore his meniscus his rookie year. Exactly. So and then got still, hurt again this year. He's still really a rookie. So I, I'm more relieved for him to get to a situation like Detroit where he can get a big role on offense, he could really slide into a place that needs him mm-hmm. where he can make these rookie mistakes. Yeah. Because that is the problem with the two-timeline system is these players need to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And they're going to. Yeah, And you, there's no way to guard against it. They're going to be bad nights. And when you're on the Detroit Pistons, that can happen. Yes. But when you're competing for a championship like the Warriors yeah. are – it's really hard for someone like Steve Kerr or Draymond or Steph Curry to allow you to make these mistakes for a couple weeks while you figure it out. Because mm-hmm. we don't have this time. Like, Steph Curry's 35. I don't got time for you to figure out how to be a good player in the NBA, especially where you were drafted. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm happy he left. Uh, I'm super happy GP2 was back. Um, it, essentially, you drafted Gary Payton a second. Second overall. <laughs> Which is, you know, listen, I really like GP2's defense. I probably wouldn't use the second overall pick in him. But I'll say this it depends what draft. <laughs> it dep- listen, it depends it really what does. draft. It really does depend. Because the Hawks picked that nigga who can't dribble with his left hand. <laughs> I forget what that nigga name is. He's still on the team. He can't dribble with his fucking left hand. He's from Virginia. God, what is that boy's name? DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter. Yeah, he's shit. Um, but, you know, I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's over. So. I'm glad we can bury this one as a. <laughs> We could call this one, boys. Um, I'll say this. First and foremost, I'm very happy for James Wiseman because I don't like when rookies don't even get a chance to be great. Like, at least go exactly. get a chance to be great. Yeah. I will also say I am going to give 80% of the blame to the Warriors for drafting him, but 20% I'll leave to the unknown because if he doesn't get hurt. Right. And he does get that full year where the Warriors sucked. Um, and Steph was the best I've ever seen him. Man, some of the most fun I've had watching basketball in my yeah. life was watching him lose all those games and Steph shoot 100 times. <laughs> Man, that shit was so yeah, much fun. He but, score, right? yeah, 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 he was cooking. Was so, um, I think he averaged 40 in March. I think it was that. I think it was that. <laughs> he was going. It was stupid, bro. <laughs> but watching that. And if he would have got to play that full year with Steph and then next year, like well, last year, the year they won the championship, actually understood the system, got a full offseason in training camp, it's no telling what he can be. And maybe he could have been that seven-foot big presence we would have, they would have um, needed. Right. But, hey, that's kind of said. I guess we'll never know. We'll never so, know. <laughs> so, on to the trade, uh, get, getting Gary Payton back. So, you're looking at the Warriors, and if you are the Warriors, you're looking at your team and you're like, all right, our – Seven, really? With eight, I don't know if you have many Warriors games you watched in the last uh, month, but Kaminga is here. Oh no, 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 no Kaminga no, no. has oh, a no, no. league pass. I, I, I watch at least one game. In okay, game. yeah, I do too. Uh, Kaminga is fucking here. So yeah. with that eight man rotation, you're looking at it like, all right, we got the shooters. Mm-hmm. We got. We're almost there with the defense. Our defense is our only thing we're worried about. Nobody's fucking worried about scoring the ball yeah. for the Warriors. Um, quiet, Skip, Clay Thompson. 
It's looking like Clay Thompson again. Hey, listen. 12 threes the other night. Bro. He had 36, 32 last night. Yep. Like, he's quiet as kept. He's mm-hmm. coming back looking like Clay Thompson. Yeah. No staff nigga put that. Nigga flipped that switch. Nigga right? flipped the switch. So, you're looking at that and you're saying, all right, we can't get a Nick Claxton. Right. They were trying to get OG, but they, OG and Anobi from. Uh, Raptors, from yeah. the Raptors, but they were asking for Kaminga and Moody and the picks, and Kaminga's not worked that. Yeah. So, especially when you don't know if he's going to be there for more than two years. So, yeah. you go back and you say, mm, all right, well, our system is kind of hard to learn, and Gary Payton was a extremely important part of this last year and why mm-hmm. we did win the game, win the championship. And a lot of the Warriors were pl- players were saying, if he doesn't come back from injury after that Memphis injury, yeah. I don't know if they win yeah. that series. Sure. With the way he is able to play defense, and he picks up 94 feet, and the way he is able to slash and play like he is 7 feet tall, even though he's only 6'4", I, I'm kind of happy with where the Warriors are left. I'm, yeah, honestly, sure. I think they are better than they were yesterday. I really do. Oh, one... One thousand percent, and they have. So normally, when teams make trades for specialists like GP two mm-hmm. is, it's a it's a big question on how effective they'll be because the team they're going to may not be as well equipped as the team they're coming from. Exactly. Like Ben Simmons on the Nets right now mm-hmm. is not worth nearly as much as he did when he had when he was with Kyrie and mm-hmm. KD because he could just be like fuck it, I'm gonna play defense. Mm-hmm. GP two coming to a team with Steph Curry, mm-hmm. with Klay Thompson, with Jordan Poole, he can spit right back into the role he had last year. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, they also have Dante Divincenzo. Yes. So when they do go to those bench minutes, even if our bench isn't, even if their bench isn't gonna score necessarily. Their offense can be their defense through their bench of just suffocating people and always having a player like that on the court at mm-hmm. all times. Yes. Where even if you're not playing Dante and uh, GP. GP together, you can rotate them where there's always basically a Dante DiVincenzo mm-hmm. or a GP. And they bring different things where D, uh, DD's are more of a, a spacer, can mm-hmm. shoot deeper, but GP2 is a much better cutter. Yes. So I think that they're much better. And I think the lineups that they can play – are very interesting, but you know they are really small, super small. So, like we said, matchups are very important, very important. And I've been saying, I've been saying for the past two years, I've been yelling the ish about James Wiseman. I'm like, the reason they got James Wiseman is because of how small they were, bro. I was like, they're so small, it is exhausting to have to ask Draymond Green to do that for four straight playoff series. Um, and then Looney, Looney's only six nine, but. The front office is looking at it like, yo, we've been to five, six finals doing it. We've been to six finals doing it and won four championships doing yep. it. So, like. Hey, shout out Looney, by the way. So, like, shout out my dog Looney. Shout so, out Looney. And Looney has only gotten better, by the way. Listen, so. When they hang your fucking jersey up, <laughs> I'm going to be there. Because when didn't nobody believe Looney, I believe. <laughs> he did, bro. Last year, I was I was pissed. And, boy, you came through for me, bro. <laughs> like, you, you got a special place in my heart, five. I swear <laughs> you do. Oh God! So, so yeah, I really do like this move for the Warriors. I think their only issue now is just getting on a seven-game win streak. That's all I need to see from them. Oh, Cause, yes, because they've lost a lot of games that they shouldn't have. So it's like when you've lost twelve games you shouldn't have, and those twelve games what has you in the third seed. I'm not as worried about you because yeah. it's not like damn nobody can shoot no more. Right. It's just like oh. They do the warrior shit late in games now, and now they can't, they can't come back from it. So it's like yeah. they've lost games where it's like they've been down 10 to the Rockets, and the Rockets come back in six minutes. And it's like that shit just not going to happen in the playoffs. So I'm expecting them when Steph gets – I think 
they'll go uh, win a few games in the next few days, uh, in the next few weeks. But when Steph gets back, they'll really yeah. click and really gel. And I think if they can get, I don't, I they might not be able to get that six feet, but. If they can't get that six seed and they have to see Memphis or Dallas in the first round, I like them against. I like them against a lot of the West. That they, the Nuggets scare me more this year than they did last year because of how small we are. Be elite to play a very big part in guarding Jokic last yep. year because he was able to stretch the floor, so he made Jokic exhausted, right. and it was just a body to throw on Jokic to give yep. Draymond a break, give Draymond and Moon a break. So. That does scare me, but Kerr has started to prep for that. But that boy Kerr be coaching, bro. He started to prep for that by bringing Looney off the bench to stagger him and Draymond's minutes, yeah. so they can just play the five and Draymond will yeah. just be the natural five. Because, like we said, you got four snipers on the court, and Andrew Wiggins plays bigger than he is. So it's they they are coming together, and I think the Warriors would just be right back in the mix. But again, and I bro, have to see it. Listen, I and I know I, I literally just said, man, the Warriors are small, like. So what? Like, who cares? <laughs> bro, like, who cares? Bro, for 10 years, they've been the smallest team in the league. Bro. And, like, you know what? What makes the Warriors' situation so different from other teams who are that small is other teams don't have Draymond Green. Because if you are going to throw the ball into the post for Draymond Green for two weeks, best of luck to you. Best of luck to best you. Best of luck to you, Best bro. of luck to you. Because if you're going to beat them on the low post, which the – Back-to-back MVP of the league. Arguably the best offensive big we've ever seen. Couldn't do. Good luck. Who else is going to do it? Hey, good luck. Who else is going to do it? So, I think I'm interested to see. Now, for the sake of me, I would like them to play the Mavericks and then play Phoenix and then play the Lakers. And I would like them to win all those series. Hey. Because if he do that and go get five against Boston. Hey, rest up. Listen, listen. listen, Rest up 30. Listen, you rest up. Boy, boy, he do that. Man. Well, you got an opportunity. Man. Boy. To do something really special. <laughs> to do some real special this, shit. This boy. this playoffs is going to be really because because I and you know we can we can we can st- we can uh, kind of slide over to Brian mm-hmm. here of course. But when uh, when Kyrie didn't go to L.A., I was like, man, LeBron last greatest of all time chance just became a little smaller. Mm-hmm. And I will say this right now, as a Michael Jordan head, and you know I'm still willing to argue the scoring shit. Michael Jordan got ten scoring times. We gotta get to it. This <laughs> is about LeBron right now. But if LeBron break the all time scoring record at thirty eight and win the championship, that shit is over with. That shit it's, is over with. I don't want to hear Michael Jordan name again. Like I mean, okay, I do, but like it's over with. That yeah, don't, conversation is over. With. And, and I, he could, he could finish with five, and yeah. I and I would be one. Listen, at thirty eight. He's going to average 30 and win the championship through this West. Man, I, I'd, be, I'd be willing to I'd be willing to change camps. For but sure. if, <laughs> for sure. But if but 30 if do the same. But thing. listen, but if 30 do it, we're talking, we're having different conversations. We're having a way different conversation. Because last year, it was about we had to get Magic out of here. Mm-hmm. Listen, I love Magic, you know, cool, play with Kareem. Yeah, yeah, did his thing, you know. <laughs> Listen, if Steph, especially coming off watching all these superstars bounce around one more time, Westbrook, 15 in five years, Kyrie, I think fourth team in five years, Katie, fourth team in seven years, Steph went five rings in one place, zero trades, zero trades for us. Like, when was the last time Steph was mad enough to make news in Golden State? He hasn't. He literally never has. It's it's really different. That shit. He got five, two Finals MVPs. Look, man. 
and look, he, man. Listen, he, if he if he got to go through KD, Braun, either Luka, Kyrie, or RPG, Kawhi, or third time MVP Jokic, man, <laughs> and, uh, and he on top, he might have to fucking sit on his own too, man. Jesus, alright, <laughs> <laughs> he might retire after that shit. Um, that, might, that might be enough. For but him. quite as kept before we do jump, uh, and so we're gonna do some quick hitter trades, and then I'm gonna go on my rant about Brown, but. Uh, the Warriors saved a lot of money by trading James and getting GP back. They saved $30 million in cap space, which is going to give them room to be able to re-sign Draymond. Yeah. Um, so that was very important. But a couple quick hitters uh, of the other trades. Uh, Martis Tybal went to the – don't know if I pronounced your name or if I did. Martis Tybal, yeah. Yeah, uh, went to the Blazers. Um, Devontae Graham is on the Spurs. Mike Muscala got to the went to the Celtics, which is actually a very good yeah. piece for them. Another good stretch, big, yeah. another stretch big. Uh, Mason Pumley went to the Clippers, which is a very I good piece Mason for them Pumley because yeah. they were small. He's and, sneaky athletic too. Yes, they were small, and they're not the team that can play small like the Warriors. That's yeah, not that. Yeah. That's not their bag. So that was a very good piece. Um, as we mentioned, Patrick Beverly to the Orlando Magic from Obamba. Um, and that was all that's really important. So we touched. Oh, and Jay Crowder to the Bucks, which was a great move for the Bucks. That's a fact. Yeah. That's a great move for the Bucks. Something Jay they Crowder really need. Ops. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that is crazy. So LeBron James. Yeah. Two nights ago, LeBron James became the all-time leading scorer in basketball history um, on a fadeaway jump shot on the left elbow. One of the moments I'll never forget watching. Um, I was genuinely excited for him to do that. It was I. Was- I I was I was certain he was gonna throw up a skyhook. <laughs> I was I was certain before the game. I said I was free throw line left hand skyhook for the record, <laughs> and he did the one dribble. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way he's gonna throw up a lefty hook. I think he wanted to. Yeah, but he knew he couldn't miss the shot. Exactly. And so he was like, I'm real deep for this skyhook. It's yeah. a shot I don't shoot. I think if he would have got one like caught a caught a cut through the middle, he would have done it. Yeah. But because you know he is showing me. He yeah, you know you know him. So practicing it before the game and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to that nigga. The, the headphones was crazy too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw, but before the game, it was like six cameramen in the weight room when he was just working out three mm-hmm. hours before the game. Yeah. Like you're a superstar, dog. It's different, bro. Um, it was beautiful to see your family at the game, which they're never at because I'm sure they would get harassed if they came to every game. So I understand. Yeah. Um, Hove of course was there. Wasn't surprised to see Hove. Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd was there. Denzel. The so Nike was there. The, yeah, uh, Phil Knight. So. I do want to take a time because we mess with Braun a lot, man. Yeah. And I have since I met him. I'm a Kobe dude. I'm Kobe to I die. Um, I love Kobe with everything in me. Um, so it was always Kobe's better than Braun. At this stage in my life, it's more so Kobe, Braun, and Mike are better than everybody. And right. if y'all think one of them is better, I don't really care because I don't think there's a real gap between them. Exactly. Um, I think if you replace all of their careers and put them all in the exact same era, they all kind of do the same thing. So I don't yeah. really think there's a big gap between them. But like you said, this is about Braun. I mess with you a lot, but and I mess with Brian, Braun fans a lot because they're just so easy to make mad. Yeah. But bruh, as we just said about Tom Brady, there will be another motherfucker like you, boy. Mm-hmm. That man is special beyond belief. Yeah. And unlike Brady, the complete opposite of Brady, everybody thought you was that nigga. Everybody. From 15 years old, you was getting called a chosen one. You gonna make? You gonna put Akron on the map? Yep. You gonna be the next Mike? Niggas calling him the next Mike at 16, dog. At 16, people was in the league calling Kobe the next Mike, and they was calling Braun the next Mike in high school. In high school, 18 years old, the you the chosen one. 
the next the 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 stream for his high school game, showing Kobe and Mike and Magic, and at the end, you know what that shit says? The next, the next, and they cut to LeBron in high school, in high school, up with turf tape on covering his tattoos, <laughs> um, chosen one tattoo on the back, and from day one, you have lived up to every single thing people have said about you, bro. You never had a scandal. The worst thing you did was lie. <laughs> the worst thing you've done is just lie about shit. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. You are, you're going to retire the all-time leading scorer by a wide margin. You're going to be top five in assists and top ten in rebounding. And if you play for another four years, you might be 40, 10, and 10. Which means 40,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 10,000 assists, which is fucking ridiculous. Nuts. You have been the example for 20 straight years. Now, there have been some in between. There have been the Kobe's and the Tim Duncan's and Katie. But you have sustained this level of prime basketball from year three to year 20. And you you got your growing pains out. But year three, you took off and you have not looked back at all. You have been like a perfect role model. You've been a perfect athlete. You have never cheated yourself, which in turn means you have never cheated us. Every time Braun is on TV, you know what the fuck you're going to get. Every time Braun is in the playoffs, you know what the fuck you're going to get. Every time Braun is in the finals besides one time, you know what the fuck you're going to get. You know it. He never cheated anything. He never cheated the process. He never cheated the work. He never cheated his teammates. He never cheated his coaches. Never. He showed up every single day. Bro, my nigga, we talk about, we make this joke a lot, but it's super important I mention this right now. The nigga has a billion dollars, yeah, bro. Bron's a billion. Bron has a billion dollars billion and is working harder than 99% of the NBA still to this day. A billy up. That's unheard of, bro. That dedication, the, we'll use times where the disease of yeah. wanting to be great, of needing to be great, of like you just said, like, I know I'm the best ever. And Braun saying he's the best ever into the camera, I would be more surprised if he said somebody else was the best ever. Braun should absolutely feel like he's who, the best player ever. My thing is, that, that's what made me so mad about the tweet. Who the fuck he's supposed to call the GOAT? My nigga, come the fuck on, bro. Like, that is LeBron James. He absolutely should think he is the best player ever. So the the level of excellence you have showed, sustained, and blessed us with over these past 20 years, bro, I want to say thank you. Um, you It damn near made me emotional watching you get your flowers like that and watching you get your flowers like that. It was beautiful you broke this Lake record on the Lakers with the the – the organization the Lakers have been for the NBA, bro. It's beautiful to see you finish your career out in L.A. where all the legends have ran through. Damn near, like, every NBA legend has been there other than, like, Mike and Tim. Like, yeah. like the top seven players of all time, damn near, all play for the Lakers. And if they did so, play for the Lakers, they played against them. Come on now. So, I just, I really just want to say thank you, bro. Like, you breaking the all-time record. Like, I can nitpick it. Of course I could. I don't, get, I'm not, though. Like, yeah. what the fuck is the point, bro? You broke a record nobody thought was going to break. And people, my last thing is people always talk about, people, I keep seeing people say, well, if he didn't, he wouldn't have broke it if he didn't play this long. My nigga. <laughs> my nigga, like, that's the point. 
it. Like, Burn it's unheard of to be this good for this long, this consistent for this long. It is unheard of. Yes, Kobe would have broke the record, but his body broke down on him. Yes, KD would have broke the record, but his body broke down on him. Braun, Brody never broke down on him. You have to give him credit for doing the unheard of. Yeah, Braun. Um, like, so... Thank you, Bron. Like, thank you. Congratulations. You deserve all the flowers. You're going to be playing another three years, so I'll give you your retirement speech. I'll give a 10-minute rant on when you retire for real. But just right now, I want to say thank you and continue doing what you're doing because you inspire everybody. Everything you said was amazing. You know, and I'm not going to repeat it. I'm I'm, going to do the – I'm going to take the other side um, and just talk about the night. So niggas was giving Bron like, hella shit on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It's like his life in the quarter. Like, (laughs) play the rest of the game. My nigga, I would have went home, bro. <laughs> what? Oh God! Nigga, I'm a Braun James. Yo, bro, we got the we got the thunder on national TV. We we didn't drag Shay Shay Gilgis on national TV to TNT to watch me break this record, and y'all like those ten seconds left. LeBron and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. LeBron deserves. Every second of that fucking press conference mid-game. He deserved more. I was so happy that they legit stopped the game, get Kareem up, get everybody it. take the pictures, do all this. Because I it, it, I really love seeing LeBron get the flowers while he's here with us. For real. Because it really, it really fucks with us. How, what, you know... What happened with Kobe? Because we really, you know, it's really easy to be like, you know, I, I give him the flowers when he retire, when he go to the Hall of Fame, when he do all that, when he's not playing against my team, then I'll do that. Right. But it's really important that we don't do that because, bro, we just don't know for real. And what LeBron has brought to the game, not only for just how he's changed the game for players they talk about the player mobility and things he did which I mean you this still trade deadline it. don't happen without this trade deadline show you mm-hmm. how crazy the league is now but what you said is so important of how he never cheated anybody Braun spent a million dollars a year just on his body just he paid a million dollars to work <laughs> come on bro say he, it again he say it again bro a million dollars just to put in work and if anybody, and especially, that's why I like watching that game. Because you know the two players in the Lakers who was playing the best? Greatness. Greatness. On nights where they know the world. Like, hove here. The world watching. You know who was playing well? The greatness. Westbrook. LeBron. Shea. Greatness. Greatness. And the commitment that Braun has had to make since he was a child. Since a child, bro. To be this great. Is beautiful and, and basketball more so than football. I love it because he still has the rest of his life to be LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, football, when you give your life to the game like this, like we didn't see Jerry Rice hands mm-hmm. or players that you know, like the, it takes a toll on their body. Brought a billion up, bro. No major injuries, and, and, and what he's given to the game is just it's an impossible standard to put on anybody else. Mm-hmm. Braun, yeah, literally, it's an impossible standard to put on anybody else, and I wanna, I wanna piggyback off that and end with one thing. I one want to talk about just the pressure that what he dealt with came with because it's not like Braun came from um L.A. and he was just rich ass nigga that had this rich ass family. He was just a freaking nature that yeah. came from NBA parents. Braun was in a single parent household, and if you don't know, Braun was like moving. Living on a monthly basis, living with teammates, having to have his 
coach take him to practice because his mom couldn't because she was working. So, as a kid, when you see that, and not only you saw that, all your niggas broke too. All your niggas' families broke too. All of them. And it's your job to change everything, to change everything. And then let's fast. Let's take it back to 2003, 2002. Reebok throw you $10 million. Reebok throw you $10 million. <laughs> And you look at that shit knowing you got to go back to a one-bedroom apartment you're sharing with your mama where it got ropes and mouses everywhere. Your niggas got to go back to their bullshit-ass apartments. And you say, nah, I'm worth more than that. Yeah. And they look at you like you fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. This little nigga think he worth more than that? He 18? I just gave that nigga $10 million. Yep. 20 years later, you got a billion dollar Nike deal. He got a, a, a billion dollars from one deal. From one fucking one deal. One deal he has a billion dollars from. Like You it, special, dog. You special, bro. And, bro, the, the, the commitment man. to being like LeBron. Like, it, it's the same thing with Tom Brady. The commitment to being the best and not cheating yourself. Braun gave everything to the game. And it's still and, giving. It's still and, giving. And to pull your homies up with you, to be where you are, it's it's man, it's just it's a to to it put feels it, scripted. It literally, it's a movie. It's it a feels, movie. It feels scripted. it's a movie. And I tweeted, I tweeted the other day, like his documentary is going to be some of the craziest shit we ever see in life because man, it is it's just like it's seriously unthinkable. Like the shit you have fucking done for like literally just the sports world. Like fuck basketball, but sports in general. You're one of the most famous. People on the planet at this point. You know, I really liked. I really liked the Nike commercial afterwards. Oh my god! Yes. The the we are all witnesses, and I loved. You know, I, I even loved the the witnesses shit mm-hmm. when he was in Cleveland the first time mm-hmm. because yo God put Braun on this earth to play basketball. On oh God, there was n- listen. We talk about he could have been to the NFL. He for sure could have. He could have played any sport. God put him on this earth. He was meant to do this shit. Ambidextrous at 6'9", 260, <laughs> running a 4'2", so he could play basketball. And we are literally all witnesses of all the crazy shit. Like, you could take three years of Braun career, and it would be enough for other niggas. Come on. Come on, bro. Any, almost any three years you pick since he made the playoffs, you could take that chunk. And it would be enough for most Hall of Fame niggas. Between the MVPs, the finals appearances, the championships, the scoring title, all that shit. You could literally take a chunk. And that would be a lot of niggas' whole career. And they'd be cool with that. And they'd be fine with that. They'd be 100% cool with that. Yeah, man. We we were really blessed, blessed, bro. Blessed (laughs) to see. So, shout out to you, bro. I I really just wanted to give you your flowers today because like we we mess with you because like honest to god we take you for granted like honest to god a lot of the sports world takes you for granted because you have given us non-stop storylines non-stop news so it's easy yeah. just to like nigga i know who the fuck you are bro. bro like that nigga said maybe it's me like come on bro like come on bro we've never seen a nigga like like the line you special like, bro even for niggas <laughs> like you gotta have one flaw the line is the funniest fucking flaw. Bro, it's the best flaw you could possibly have. You being a liar. Because like, don't, don't nobody believe that nigga. Like, <laughs> don't nobody believe that. Nobody believe shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> man, so for real, bro. Shout out to Brian, bro. Like for real. So I have one more thing I wanted to say, but I, I fucking forgot it. But it, it, I said enough. So, um, lastly, wrap up the show. I'm talking our heads off. Uh, I do want to touch on the Grammys for a little bit. Yeah. Um. Oh, well, hold on. Before, before we let you get your rant off, the NFL Awards, uh, Nick Bosa's Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, no. Do your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick Bosa, Defensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year. Yes, 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 um, yes. I'm trying to see. I'm waiting. I'm on the load up right now. Damn, five. Did they announce the MVP? Are the player awards today or Saturday? No, no, they're, they're announcing the awards right now. Oh, they're tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought they were Saturday. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Thank God. He should have. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. And Garrett Wilson was offensive rookie of the year. That's Thank a, God. That's kind of guy. Thank God. I was yeah. hoping they did not get out of Brock Purdy. No, so no MVP yet. And no MVP. Um, fuck, what's the other award? I'm looking for coach of the year. No coach of the year, no coach MVP. Year. Are they done most improved? And that's the other one. No comeback player of the year. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Comeback player of the year. That's what it is in the NFL. So, yeah. Um, real quick to the Grammys. Uh, I'm not going to do my rant first. I will do say that for the show. <laughs> but <laughs> I do want to go through the winners just in case y'all were living on the rock. So, uh, record of the year was won by About Damn Time by Lizzo, and she was the first black woman to win that award since Whitney Houston in 1994, so big ups to Lizzo. And she um, got up there, and you know what she fucking said? Beyonce. She said, Beyonce, I went to your concert, it changed my whole fucking life. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. So, yeah, shout out to, uh, shout out to Beyonce and Lizzo, that was really important to me. Um, <sighs> song of the year was... Just like that, but Bonnie Raitt. Don't know why, but right, yo, they um, pulled up her YouTube. Please, t- but yeah, like hundred K. Bro, that shit was some of the funniest shit. They said she was doing quadro run. No, but I was crying, bro. bro that shit is. Oh crazy. my god! But uh, best new artist was Samara Joy, who I need to get familiar with. But you are black, so congratulations, Shout sweetie. You, you are sure. black Damn. and you are fine. Um, they said the name. I was like, "Damn!" She got up. I was like, "Oh shit, we won." <laughs> <laughs> best pop solo performance Adele Easy on Me well deserved of course Beyonce won best uh, dance album of course Bad Bunny won best uh, music uh, Ur- Musica Urbana album I guess that means yeah best, best Spanish nigga um, um, and then Kendrick Lamar won album of the year and uh, rap album of the year as he fucking should have um um, but I wouldn't have been mad if Future Pusha would have won it. Everybody in that cur- category other than Jack could have won that award, and I wouldn't have cared. But once I saw Kendrick at the award show, I was like, oh, he won. Thank God Jack Harlow did win that out. Oh, my God. Whew, Lord. Who we um, <laughs> But, so those are the main award winners. But I do want to touch on the uh, 50-year hip-hop performance that they did from all the res- from LL Cool J opening it. And if you don't know about LL, go do your research. Yep. Very important to the start of hip-hop. Seeing Lock Ice-T up there on the stage yep. was amazing. Y'all, I know them as actors, honestly. I just had yep. to go do my research. Our generation knows them as actors, but they are uh, some of the reasons we rap is yeah. where they are today. Especially Ice-T. Um, yeah, seeing yeah. Scarface up there was amazing. Um, Gangsta Boo was up there. We saw... The locks was up there, so yep. shout out. I love seeing Kiss anywhere. Yep. Um, so uh, Glow Rilla, Little Baby, it was just beautiful to see hip hop Ghostface watching Hove rap and be a fan of rap to make yeah. you remember that, like, oh, Hove was a fucking rapper. Like, Hove, yeah. like, loves this shit. It's a reason. Like, yeah. Hove was quoting Hove, was, Hove wasn't always a business. Man. Nah, nah, right. see, seeing him do the Method Man shit, the M E T H O. Yes, 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 yes. Not Method Man, I said Ghostface, my fault. I meant Method Man, yes. Um, but just seeing Hov rap alone in them songs was like beautiful. Seeing DJ Khaled flicking the lighter, yeah. <laughs> saw Public Enemy, we saw Run DMC back together. Like it was just beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. I think 
Y'all slighted Atlanta a little bit, but I'm not. I'm. They said they asked a lot of people, and shit just got different. So it might have been scheduling conflicts. But would have loved to see Tigz, Two Chains, um, somebody from Atlanta, uh, Ross, any point we saw. Yo, Outcast. Yeah. No, Big Boy was there. Big Boy was there. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, but Three K. Yeah. I think that was more Three K saying no to Big Boy yeah. than anything. Else. <laughs> Big boy, but boy, I boy. wish I would have seen 3K for sure. Um, that's, and that's the one argument Atlanta niggas would never pick a side to. Shout out no, for those niggas. Yes, bro. exactly. So I, uh, I very happy to. I was very happy to see that. And I will say this, BT, <laughs> your award show has been slacking for very, very long time. This is your year. Mm-hmm. This is your year to get everybody to tune in. Um. And lastly, I want to touch on God did the performance at the end, which ended the show, which was amazing. Yep. Shout out to Callie for getting that together. Shout out for Ross Wayne, Friday, John Legend, mm. and Hove. Um, now, Ross, and I love how they took it outside because it was just a big, like, it was pretty much telling you, like, this too big of a performance to have in here. Yeah. Like, we need uh, more room. So, I love seeing Ross open the song, kind of do his thing, go sit down. Seeing Wayne walk in, great, killed your verse. Thank God Wayne ain't dressed himself. I know you thought that too. I, th- I was like, thank God this nigga got us some regular clothes. <laughs> this nigga came out all black. I said, holy shit. <laughs> I said, this all right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, seeing Wayne, uh, you know, Wayne is an excellent performer, so wasn't no sh- shocked about that. DJ Cali, I love you, bro. I really do love the energy you bring yeah. to the stage, so thank you for that. John Legend, Friday, y'all sound amazing. But Hove. Man. Watching Hov rap that verse next to Emery and Juan, yeah. and next to Wayne who look mm-hmm. up to him, and next to Ross who look up to him, and next to Cali who look up at him, really brought that verse to life. Mm-hmm. And the bar that did, I don't know if, if it was a certain bar, the whole verse, but the bar that did it to me was, it's got to be crazy to y'all. Nigga, it's we surprised. Surprise. Yeah. Everybody at this table, nigga, we're not supposed to fucking be here, my yep. nigga. We're not supposed to be here and just watching Hov really rap about the niggas he's sitting next to and yeah. go through his journey at that voice at the dinner with Hov, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> with the Last Supper yeah. setup. It was just amazing, bro. And the yeah. breath control it takes to rap yeah. sitting down for four and a half minutes. Yeah. My God. I'm so glad because you asked me, like, man, do you think they do it? Hey, no. Hell yeah, they go to that whole fuck. They but, better let Hov do it. And that's, I, did, I did ask this. Yeah. I was like, y'all think he finna, I think y'all think he just gonna cut the verse off in the middle. He gonna rap the whole shit. And he just kept fucking yeah. going. It never wavered. Like, his voice never wavered. He yeah. kept the same pitch the whole time. So, shout out to Hov and just seeing, I love seeing Hov and Wayne together because I haven't seen them together in a while. Um, So, I love seeing that. And that just meant yes, a lot to me. As, I really love this. <laughs> I really love this rap shit a lot. So that award show meant a lot for me. But Ben! Yep. Let's get into it. Drop the bomb. Look, Harry Styles. <laughs> Look, Harry Styles. I like as it was, my nigga. Did I say something? I, 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 man. Man. I really fucking like that song, my nigga. It's a great fucking tune. It's cute, my nigga. Your tour, your tour was crazy. Your tour was fucking crazy. You sold out Madison Square Garden 15 nights in a row, my nigga. Crazy. Shout out to you. That's ridiculous. Crazy Harry Styles. But look, my nigga. Look. <laughs> it's Beyonce, my nigga. That's Beyonce. That's Beyonce. And so, the issue I have with this is, because we talk, I'm going to sit back. <laughs> we sit <laughs> We talk all the time about every year we have a show where we're like, the Grammys don't fucking matter. The Grammys don't fucking matter. But it's like, the reason it's so frustrating is because 
all of this is because of us. Mm-hmm. If you understand what I'm saying. The reason the Grammys had the high viewing rating they did was because of us. Because of the tribute we did. Because they knew they was going to get to see Hole. Because they yep. knew they was going to get to see Beyonce. There. Right. Beyonce has dropped. Oh, what was the first one? I Am Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Beyonce Subtitle. Mm-hmm. Lemonade. Yep. And now Renaissance. Those are four perfect albums. I throw four in there, too. She didn't get nominated for oh. four for album of the year. Oh. Crazy a fucking enough ish. Crazy a fucking enough. Four did not get nominated for album of the year. Those four albums all get nominated for album of the year, and every single year she has lost. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are saying Beyonce should stop submitting and stop showing up, she's not going to stop doing that because so many people work on Beyonce's projects. So many people get Grammys when she wins. So because of the person she is and how important she is to the people around her, she's not going to stop yeah. submitting her work. But the Grammys, you owe her because Renaissance really changed like the year last the year. The entire year. Like it like really that. changed the year. You felt yeah. the impact yeah. of Renaissance. Niggas, like niggas, uh, niggas, and this is included women, niggas is not like a yeah. gender term. Yeah. Niggas was legit just happier. Like niggas was legit just in Yo, a better mood. <laughs> like just in a better mood. You heard the album everywhere. You yeah. would just walk by a restaurant. Oh, that's Virgo's Groove. Oh, what about, yeah. oh, that's Cozy. TikTok blew the fuck up everywhere. Yeah. It was just, oh, they were in the club playing the album from start to finish. That is fucking unheard of. When you move a culture like that forward and you have that impact and you have that, you have the dedication, the songwriting, the excellence that was displayed on that album, you deserve that award, especially, especially when you have been slighted from the award three times. Yep. Three it's been three times you've been slided up at that award. And now I will say this. If Bad Bunny would have won that award, I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Facts. That would have made perfect sense. Yep. But other than that, it's like, how the fuck does she not get that award, bruh? She has dedicated her life to this shit. As we just talked about with Brady and Braun. She has dedicated her life to this shit every second of every day. These performances, these concerts take... So much fucking energy and preparation and effort and work and dieting and sacrifice. And for y'all to go up there and damn near fucking embarrass her. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck do we have to do to get the recognition we deserve? Because after the war show, I'm like, damn, they was just fucking pandering. They just gave us a war show. They just gave us a 50 hip hop tribute. And they just gave us a goddamn performance. And they gave Kendrick his uh, voice time. And... They they let you know Beyonce was coming and they let you know she was there and then they stopped the show when she tied the record and, and, and then they were teasing her performance like they were te- yes they yeah. were teasing her performance that, 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 surprise, that never fucking happened yeah. and you do all of that for her not to win the award bro and it's just such bullshit because you know she deserves it and you know that album was the best album of the year. Easy. It was the number one album. I don't even look at magazines and websites that rank albums because they a lot of the times be bullshit, but sometimes they get it right. And there's like 10 websites had Renaissance as the album of the year, no doubt, bruh. So it's just, it's disappointing to go watch that and to, to see her, that effort she has been put in just not be... Her, not her, not get her flowers. So, but I do want to give her flowers about becoming the all-time granny winner. If anybody fucking deserves it, you you do. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, bro, none of them. Album of the year. None of them are album of the year. I 
I agree with everything you said. Um, I was watching the Grammys and it was it was annoying because being the type of skeptic that I am, I thought it was a great chance that Bad Buddy was gonna win just mm-hmm. because Beyonce, they weren't gonna let Beyonce win. Mm-hmm. But I was very pleasantly surprised with how everyone else treats Beyonce, mm-hmm. and that is the reason I wasn't as mad about albums year as I as I've been for her in the past years and mm-hmm. other people. Especially the way Adele talks about her, the way Lizzo got up and talked about her, and you know, so it reminded me of the end of the top one hundred list for Tom Brady mm-hmm. because it's voted on by the players. Mm-hmm. The, the the announcer said even in his whatever year, Tom Brady peers know that he is peerless. Beyonce peers know that Beyonce is peerless. So these awards that you give out. You can put Harry Styles' name on it. You can give him album here. It's an amazing achievement. Shout out Harry Styles. Shout out One Direction. Shout out all that. Um, but they know. And every and, and that's why Beyonce, God bless her. What a beautiful, listen, God, I love Beyonce. Such a class act. My God. Such a class act. To, to understand that she got to wear that. Because damn, I wish Kanye was there. Because man, listen. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> man, what is it gonna fucking take, bro? Man. Because you know, and when Lemonade didn't win, all you know, a lot of people, it was not a traditional album, mm-hmm. shock drop. Mm-hmm. It was a, you know, okay. You know, I said I'm gonna get y'all a rollout. I get y'all a lead single. I did every, you know, I. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, it's frustrating. And, and it's it's so uh, the irony of being the all time Grammy winner and not having an album of the year. It is just mind-boggling, and it, that's why that's why music and art is so hard for artists, and that's why you've seen so many who don't do award shows. Because when you're when you're in the NBA, bro, no one else is gonna be. Listen, if you won't score this fucking bucket, niggas not gonna be able. To, nobody can ever take that from you. Mm-hmm. Beyonce dropped easily the best album, mm-hmm. the most impactful album. Mm-hmm. And no matter what award they're going to give to other people, they can't take that from her. No. So when the tour drops and Nick is paying 10K to go, Beyonce knows. I'll be there. But I'll it's take just, it in my phone. It's just so frustrating. So frustrating. Because like we said with Ron getting their, you know, getting their flowers, mm-hmm. you know, Beyonce deserves that. Yeah. And Beyonce don't deserve it when she's Whitney Houston age. Yes. She deserves Thank you. She's still doing it. She deserves to sit on the top of that mountain where all her other peers already place her. Mm-hmm. Not for you to overrule it because it's going to be a bigger Grammy story that Harry Styles won mm-hmm. over Beyonce. Because you're playing with her. you playing that, with And her. that's the problem. And that's why it's so frustrating that, you know, next year we're going to have to go back to the Grammys mm-hmm. because, like, the reason the Grammys are the Grammys it's because they know Beyonce's gonna come. And they know Jay Z's gonna come. That's why the Grammys are not the BET Awards, because everybody comes to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And they know as long as they keep, you know, ah, well, she did it this year. Ah, this might be it. <laughs> oh, no. It's another mediocre white album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a, Here we go again. And that's why 
Another mediocre white album. I don't even know the last time a black person won album of the year. Before. I put this on Twitter. Has not even a black person has a black woman ever won album of the year? I, to I don't know. I don't. I don't. I literally could not find anything. I, yes, uh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill won oh, album man. of the year. Lauren, Lauren Hill won album of the year. Um, and Three K was another black person won it, but I think they were the last two black people to win it, which was over twenty years ago. So, which is sickening because. We are music. We are the culture. Like, everything y'all do is because of us. But I lastly just want to say, like, I get why Drake is just stop, like, stop submitting his music. Because it's like, I'm fucking Drake. And y'all be slighting me. Like, I'm not fucking Drake. And then, but, and then y'all, playing, and y'all playing with my name, too. Y'all be playing with my name, yeah. bro. And, like, and the same thing, Wayne. Wayne hasn't won a Grammy in years. And he be like, I be like, damn, Wayne, you got five Grammys. Like, you Wayne. Like, you you, you, you did it. But it's like he said in his, one of his thank you speak on Instagram, he was like, I just get so frustrated when I don't get invited places because I work so hard. So it's like, why am I not getting noticed? And it's one thing to work that hard and to really like, like when Wayne Funeral didn't get nominated, like the five albums that got nominated above Funeral should have gotten nominated above Funeral. It's one thing for that to happen. It's another completely different thing. When you deserve it, you show up, and they just don't give it to you. When everybody in the audience, everybody watching, know that's Beyonce's award. Yep. They got watch parties for the Grammys just because Beyonce there. Niggas got their family at their crib because Beyonce there, and we might get a Beyonce. Not even, not even out here. Record of the year. Sure, you want it? She was like, there's no fucking way. Y'all just yes, so, yes. She, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Me? Duh. So, she looked surprised she had to give a speech. Me? I want to shout out the fan who read the name. Because <laughs> I for sure would have said Beyonce. I would have too. I would have too. Listen, I would have just said Beyonce name and whatever y'all can do on the back end, y'all figure it out. <laughs> But I'm not gonna let y'all slate Beyonce in my presence. <laughs> so I do, I do want to end on a positive note. Um, I want to jump back to Lizzo because her speech was going, and then she said, "Hold up, where Beyonce?" At? <laughs> and she she looked for her, and then they panned to Beyonce, and Beyonce was like, "No, no, 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 no," yeah. because Beyonce like is used to that, and she be wanting people just to like that's your moment, exactly. that's your moment. Yeah. Don't give me that. But Lizzo saw her do that and was like, "No, bro, like yeah. I have." to tell you this because I need I know I can like you invited me to the after party I already have the invite I know I'm going to see you after this and you can I can tell you after this but I need everybody to know that you are the reason I'm here because when the next person wins this award and gets up they'll tell me and when the next person they'll tell them so it's just a beautiful thing of like just black people and black women giving each other their flowers on stage for the whole world to see bro like it was beautiful so all of that that's pissing me off that Beyonce did not win this award, but it was a lot of good shit that I saw that night that did make me happy yeah. as a fan. Um, yeah, and this episode will be titled "Even Beyonce Peers Know She Is Peerless." <laughs> so uh, that wraps up. Damn, I don't know how long we talked. That was the episode right there. Yeah. Um, sh- thanks for y'all for sticking through. As we said, like, subscribe, comment, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, um, TikTok, all of that. We own everything. So thank you for joining us, and we will be back next week. Uh, as always, we love y'all. Bah, 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 oh, bah, shout bah. out to Blue for the hoodie. Shout out to Blue. That shit is crazy as fuck. You need yeah. to stand up and show them niggas that. That shit yeah, is crazy on, as fuck. Come um, on, bro. What are niggas talking shout about? Shout out to Urban Outfitters. Come on, now. <laughs> niggas putting that shit on for real. Niggas, niggas you, you feel me? We shout out everybody. You <laughs> yeah. feel me? Niggas putting that shit on for real. Niggas see this shit? Are you niggas serious? Come on, man. It's 70 degrees. I got this shit on. <laughs> Nigga in here sweating. <laughs> just trying to drip, dog.